middle cough. Hey, B. Hey. Recording this podcast as we watch the big money event on Sunday. Just wrapped up, actually, John. Congratulations to Deion Sanders in Jacksonville State. Big winners. Do not sleep on primetime. Playing in, uh, you know, it's pretty good real estate. Sunday afternoon, college football. I wish I'd known that game was on before the la- before you told me it just had a dramatic ending, 7-6 to six, between his chain and Patrick Cantley. A lot of money on my TV the last uh, <laughs> 20 minutes, hour. I... Uh, <laughs> I agree. I followed the guy, the chain maker for the uh, NFL guys. Chain maker to the stars, yeah. What's his deal? Yeah, he just, I, I don't know, I don't know, but he just makes a lot of chains for dudes in the NFL. I mean, talking a lot of chains. And they, uh, I'd it's imagine, not Jacob the jeweler, is it? No, he, he's got he a kind of this younger vibe, like a like a skinnier, smaller DJ Khalid looking type guy, Khalid. Okay. And he just, he's he's a businessman. Like he's he is slinging chains like that. Whatever the dam was that, like, he impressed a couple people, they've all talked to each other, and he's Panay Sewell to this guy, to this team, and he's he's hitting multiple guys on the same team. I just I'm not a chain guy, um, but I'm guessing just by looking at the the uh, you know some of the pieces that he's given him, probably starting around six figures. So he's right. he's he's doing well. Then, now these are not like spinning chain; these are just the chains. Oh, are they? Yeah, I mean some of the spin- yeah, all sorts of stuff. Some yeah, teddy bears. Yeah, just just anything you want. This guy's got in the bag. All right, and he goes to people. He goes to a lot of. It feels like a lot of uh, guys that have big contracts that he uh, gravitates towards. (laughs) Big word of mouth probably doesn't advertise. uh, You know, Google advertisements don't pop up on your uh, on your searches. Yeah, I don't think he's chasing down undrafted free agents or anything like that either. It's like he's going like Panay Sewell, like Jamar Chase. Like he was. I remember right when those guys. Before camp, like he was associated with like those type guys. When you sign a contract, he should he probably pays the NFL to have like his flyer included in the official documents you get when you sign an NFL contract. You know? Yeah, like I, I'm in. Like when you buy a car, it's like, oh look, there's this Geico has a flyer in here. They pay Ford to get a flyer and all of their paperwork. It would not shock me if within the next twelve months he gravitates toward like you know Bryce Love, DJ Ungale. I mean, those guys aren't getting pennies from Dr Pepper or. You know, Raging Cajuns or whoever's sponsoring them, right? Nick yeah. said they're getting seven figures. Raging Cajuns is that your made-up uh, Southern restaurant? Yeah, that there was. Uh, it was Raising Canes was, was oh, one right, of yeah. the guys. Yeah, JT Daniels maybe. Uh, so, is, so I think, I don't think Southern, it's Raising. Is it just Canes or is it Raising Canes? I, that's a good question. I, I don't quite know. Maybe it's Canes. Looks like I, I'd eat it for sure. I tell, I'd eat it for dinner tonight. It's like a fried. Is it like a to-go fast food like? It's kind of got like, uh, yeah, Popeye's, Wendy's, you know, kind of mixture. Gotcha. Deal. Gotcha. Chick-fil-A uh, open, open on Sundays, you know. Somebody hit me up. I don't know if you've noticed this, John, but now Facebook Messenger is also in, is like Instagram messages. You notice this? I have not, no. So somebody, I got an Instagram message. It turned out it was a Facebook message saying, is this where I put my mail my mailbag question? And I'm like, God, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to, I mean, like, I'm going to lose it if it's in my Instagram DMs. There's no way I'm remembering that. So we got to figure something out, else, something else out there. The first place you go is to iTunes and leave us a review there. That's the mailbag. Five stars. Leave a question in that. Tell us your favorite bar when you do that. Send it along. Um, and we will post a post on Facebook on the Haberman and Milkoff Facebook page, which is in the links on YouTube in the description. It's also in the uh, podcast description. And you can you know access through there as well. 
Yep. So go like that. Uh, like I said, the iTunes, you can hit us up on DMs. I think, does that cover it? Uh, no. Well, the other thing that you mentioned last week that uh, was successful, so we, we need to keep the momentum going on that. Oh, is, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we need, and football is, it's here. You know, college football. We're recording this a little bit before Notre Dame game. It, it feels back. Go, we're headed into week one. As you watch games on the weekend, or, I mean, just you could be doing whatever. We had a guy, I think, uh, from the K, also known as Kaufman Stadium. He was just in the outfield. Oh, yeah. Tito's. <laughs> I like that. Uh, wherever you are, but obviously if you're at home, a lot of people are going to be at home this fall consuming football, right? You don't have to be Saturday, at home Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays. You, you can, wherever you are, take us a picture of your Tito's, right? Take us a picture of your Tito's, your cocktails. Uh, we, I think we, did we have someone send us a tweet? He was just like making steaks. I don't even think there was Tito's involved. He just did like his dinner plate. I uh, God, I, 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 got, I, got I got to go after back through. it this weekend, but I, there, I saw something of a guy. Uh, making food, so just yeah. If you if you're getting after it with your buddies, oh, yeah. wherever. <laughs> this was Liam just grilling this is, steaks. Yeah, there's no. You're right. There's no Tito's in this. It's just steaks on paper plates, just <laughs> with some veggies and yeah. some garlic bread and the and some football. A couple TVs set up. I gotta get through. If you guys sent us stuff, John John was just. It sounded like raging all weekend. Uh, and uh, neither one of us were spending a lot of time in our in our mentions, I guess, this weekend. But we'll have to go back through there and acknowledge people this week because we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize I that. I get great joy out of like real. Obviously, the pictures are badass. Our friends at Tito's, partners at Tito's, are 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 people at Tito's. They really enjoy them too. I do enjoy a good interactive, like even if it's short, ten second video of just what's going on, right? That those they bring joy to my life. Yeah, yeah, because a video is very uncurated, right? Like you can take just a yeah, photo just, and you can like move a few genuine. things and hide your dirty laundry. You do a video, it's hard to like hide whatever mess you got in the sink, and you just it's it's raw and real, John. It's raw and real. So <laughs> exactly, definitely keep sharing those. We we we. Uh, we appreciate that, and Tito's appreciates we do. that. I mean, since we're already talking about Tito's, let's just say this this podcast is sponsored by Tito's. Handmade vodka. Um, they are on board. <clears throat> right now is what, what it's really for, right, is now that football season is rolling. Tito's is here, and uh, we appreciate them very much. If you, for some reason, don't already know about the number one vodka in America, uh, go know. Go know. Go know yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I, I was around a lot of people this weekend in Fresno. Every single one of them drinking Tito's. I I, I can't. It is obviously we know this. We, we we talk about Tito's a lot, and now everyone listening knows that we talk about them a lot, and now they talk about it a lot. The number one vodka, but when you just see every single person pouring themselves a Tito's and soda, a Tito's and lemonade, you can just make sweet drinks up. You're like, let's do Tito's. My cousin Kenny, uh, Fresno State. You know, we, we thought we had him, but you know, as, as you text me yesterday, guy, you've been watching the same game for 20 years. I, I think it's literally happened against Oregon like four different times in your in our adult life. Right? It happened that at home against that team. It happened at home at Bulldog Stadium. Fake extra point. It happened when when Kenny was on the team. I think in 06, they had a tight game up there in Otson that they lost late. That they were winning. That they've had that game up there before. But like Kenny's a big Tito's and Truly guy. Now you got to be careful. That's a lot. Like truly is the mixer. So it's just, you get two or three whoa. in, you're like, whoa, <laughs> uh, but you can go a little truly and then put a little lemonade on top. You just got so many options. And uh, if you're listening to this, send us pictures with all of your options, what you're putting in there. Obviously American made Austin, Texas, 
the Tito's hit it big, right? I mean, we've told this story over and over. Max out, I think, 19 credit cards, was just a man with a vision. He, he, uh, he didn't dream. He believed, as Jimmy Johnson would say. He believed, guy. And it just happened, thanks to Trader Joe's, right? They once added a call after he won this San Francisco Food and Wine Festival, and then the rest is history. And now they're just kicking ass and taking names. Tito's, number one vodka in America. No big deal. Yeah, I, uh, a lot of people have been including their ginger beer. It's been, I don't maybe just because it's fantastic, but we're getting a lot of photos including that. We're, I, I, my recommendation is the ginger beer you can get at Trader Joe's if you have that option. Uh, but uh, so many great recipes. So we'll we'll come up. We got a new, we need to get a new recipe for this week, John. We we I, 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 the, the Tito's and Truly or Tito's and White Claw. That's it's, not one I, I mean, can it's good. I don't it think that is one is pretty uh, good. I don't know if that one's uh, corporate approved. Uh, but but Tito's is distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Forty percent alcohol by volume, namely eighty proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Yep. Okay, we're going to be talking about some games this week. Uh, we talked about, we did some picks last week. Uh, MyBookie.ag promo code HAMMER, the number one. They'll match that deposit 100% up to 1000 bucks, And then uh, you can accept the bonus. You can decline the bonus as well. Remember, if you accept the bonus, you got to bet the full amount before uh, you can withdraw funds. But either way, HAM1, let them know we sent you. We need to get in the super contest. I told our friends at MyBookie we would. I, I'm going to tweet out the link this week. Everyone should get in. It's a lot of fun. I think, you know, are we going to bring back the lock of the week? Yep. We'll start that this week. What are you thinking? Couple hundred each, you know. I mean, oh, the number that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, 500 bucks. I mean, we could, you got to get enough to just, it's like, it's like Phil said. I think I I heard a, I think it was, I don't know who the golfer was, but he's like, you know, I was kind of a nobody. Phil was established. We were playing a practice round. He's like, listen, I have to gamble, like, and and I have to make it enough to make it interesting. I know I can meet you at some price point, but uh, we got to make it enough where it's, you know, pretty locked in. I, I, I think this game, we'll dive into this game. I, I think the only true lock of the week that I would feel comfortable is honestly the Niner game. There, there are actually a lot of games that like kind of, I mean, I mean even the shitty ones, the the Texans-Jags, like I, I can see any team winning that game. Mm-hmm. Washington football team, then like the solid games, Washington football team Chargers, I don't know, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, Miami-New England, That's there are a lot of coin flip games this week, guy. There, no, there really are. I, I would, well, week one is is very dicey. In the NFL, I mean, we saw week one, week ones always are just kind of dicey. But remember last week, last year, the Jags beat the Colts week one. Browns Chiefs, that's a pretty good game. You easily could have picked Jags, Colts over Jags as a week one lock last year, right? It it probably would have been considered. I think we went Giants or Jets. Yeah, we just had a plan early. We stuck to our plan for several weeks and then we got bored with our plan. But I think we stick to that plan now. I think we just take the worst team. Our plan, I think, was any team that we viewed early in the season, obviously, or taking educated guesses, but playoff-level teams against teams that should be drafting very high, bet on the playoff-level team. So when it was like Chiefs-Jets, right? 49ers-Jets. Uh, whoever was playing the Giants, we kind of did that. And we're like, oh, that's too easy. And we started trying to get like the overs with Alabama, Ole Miss. Well, we started doing parlays. Or no, we picked Yeah, we got, we got, we got greedy. You know, so, you, oh, I like you that game. Can't and I like that game. Can't get greedy, but mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. The NFL's back, baby. The NFL is back. Monday night, uh, Ole Miss is playing on Monday night, so if you want to get you know, some juices flowing before Thursday. The line right now for Bucks cowboys is 7.5. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that thing kicks off at about. Feels like probably get up closer to 9. A lot of people probably get And that's – I actually think – you know, I don't even know what I think. 
I'm just excited to watch that game. About it the feels Cowboys. like everyone just ass- it just assumes and we were talking about this before we jumped on that Tampa's going to win like 40 to 10. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where if it's your first instinct that Tampa's going to roll, should you just go the other way because that's probably everybody's first instinct? It's what I think should yeah. happen. Yeah, you know? so does everybody though. For good reason too. It's not like for no reason. So one philosophy I would have gambling. Did you see like uh, the Cowboys, Zach Martin? He's out this week. Yeah, yeah. I would not put money on a game as is like I would get as close up to the game as you can. I, right. I think it is risky this season, probably more than ever before, like last season, to bet on like a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I, I just I just don't think you can take that risk because all of a sudden like Tom Brady's out. You're like, what? Hell, I mean, could they beat the Cowboys with Blink Abbott? Maybe they could. Blink Abbott even on the team? I don't even know. I assume he's the backup. Maybe Kyle Trask is. Well, no. Uh, wait, there were four, there was three guys last year. There was Gabbert, and who was the other guy? Not there Barkley. Was the, the, was the guy who was holding him up. No, no, no. The guy who was holding him up coming out of the off the boat. The guy who was holding up uh, Tom after the Super Bowl party. What was that guy's name? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. No, he's not there anymore, whatever his name was. Unless he's on Who's the practice Who's the backup squad. quarterback? Uh... Blaine and then Trask. Okay, so did you want to? We had a we got a little breaking news. Should we just acknowledge that first? Yeah. While we're here, let me throw What's the, the news up. Watch up. Well, the chat just keeps bringing it up. Uh, the Josh Norman sign with the Niners. If you're listening to this Monday, this may not feel like the biggest story of the week to you, and we don't have to spend much time on it. But I mean, it, it's just a big name player. I, what he's got left. I mean, I, I don't think there's a lot of expectation because it's September fifth. Most guys with a lot left in the tank don't sign on September 5th, probably, unless they were holding out or holding in. That was not the case here. But uh, they did just sign Josh Norman, which is and it's definitely an acknowledgement that one of my concerns, I think a lot of people's concerns for several months with this team, just cornerback depth, is a re- it's a real thing. Whether or not he can play. I mean, I, what did he play, three games last year or started six games last year for the Bills? Uh, well, Mosley got hurt a couple starts. weeks. Mosley got hurt. Mosley got hurt a couple weeks ago. So is his health in question? I, you know, I, I wonder if that's a factor. Like, is, is Mosley good enough to go week one, right? And then right. all of a sudden you're going, well, do they want, do they feel comfortable starting a rookie? Because the thing with their nickel corner, a lot of teams have a nickel corner who can, you know, or at least some teams have their nickel corner is their starting corner who just bumps inside, and then the third guy is the outside guy too. The Niners' nickel corner is a nickel corner only. K1 Williams, who's good. But you just, like, he can't play outside, which kind of, I mean, pigeonholes them somewhat, right? I, I think, like, Jason Verrett, I, he can, if in a pinch, he can do both. So, you know, Jalen Ramsey can do both, even though, as we found out when they played the Raiders in the practice, Renfro said, uh, let's, let's have at it, buddy. But it does limit you when a guy at corner can only do one thing if he's your nickel and he can't play outside. So you basically have a corner who only plays inside. So if a guy gets injured, they either have to go, well, are you cool with just starting rookies? You know, are you cool with starting Lenore, right? Or Ambry Thomas? Like, could one of those guys start? And I'd argue, like, if you had to start him against the fucking Lions, I do think that's startable but now, you told me mayoko wrote against... a piece that ambry thomas won't probably won't be active week one 
Well, no, he just wrote like the guy's most likely to be inactive week one. But that's also if you get an injury, that changes immediately, right? Yeah, for sure. I just unless Josh Norman you, takes a spot. When you draft a corner, you I mean, they didn't draft Ambry Thomas in the first round, but you would have liked him to have been ready by the beginning of the season. It's not make or break, especially if you've got if Mosley's healthy enough to play. But, but is Josh Norman going to be on the team come the Lions game? He might not be, right? <laughs> like you make signings all the time. Maybe this is just a couple day tryout to get a feel where you at, and maybe he makes maybe you go, damn, he's will take his chances. It'd be or pretty maybe, outrageous to just sign a guy off the street week, you know, for week one, and then he ends up starting. That'd be pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean, it might be as simple as do you sign him just because you're not exactly sure. Maybe you won't feel like you know until Wednesday whether both your starters are going to be, you know, like ah, we're not sure on Mosley, yeah. so let's just sign a guy just in case. Maybe he gets cut before the season. Maybe he starts the game. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I don't know, but you would hope that. You know, Ambry Thomas or Diamador Lenore could be more ready than him, but um, that might not be the case. It does make me wonder, would Richard Sherman, ha- if it not, if it not been for his issues, ha- would he have been signed by the 49ers by this point in time? Right? You would he was think not you'd rather to have retire. Richard Sherman. Yeah, you'd rather have Richard Sherman than Norman. Right? I, I would. Now, would you but, sign Richard if, you, if it was a situation where you were going to sign a guy Sunday and you might cut him by Wednesday? I don't know if you would do that to Richard. You know, if Richard would do that or if you would do that to him. I, but I, I don't We're just guessing what the situation could be. It does feel like you have more room to just do NFL cold-blooded stuff with Josh Norman than you would for Richard, who has been a big part of your organization for the last three years, to treat him like, a, like you can just with older players that you don't know, right? It's like uh, it's a lot easier to, you know, make a decision like a one-night stand than it is with someone that you've dated for a long time to just treat like, whatever, I just won't call her back. Like, you can't. I, they just would not do that to Richard Sherman. Right. Because I, I, I do not think this guy's a lock to be on the team by the weekend. But may, maybe it's just as simple as this. He was going to sign with a team or two. Nothing's guaranteed with anywhere he's going to sign. But if they wanted to get a quote-unquote tryout for this guy, they had to sign him. But it's not nothing. Like you don't just randomly sign a guy September fifth. Mike uh, Garofolo says, uh, "Sorry, go ahead." Uh, nothing. Oh, Garofolo says uh, Norman can earn up to two and a half million dollars with deal. This deal source says had other interest as well. Gets a deal with a base value above the minimum. Um, so maybe he will. Maybe he will make the fifty-three man roster. Why wouldn't you have signed him two weeks ago? Maybe something. Yeah, that's where you want. That's what makes you wonder. Did something happen to somebody that we don't know about yet from an injury standpoint? That party that they threw last night in San Jose with all the guys. You think maybe someone rolled an ankle? Maybe some. Maybe somebody's waiting on a second COVID test. I don't know. Yeah. This isn't nothing. It's not nothing for sure. So it it it, would it shock you if something comes out tomorrow? Someone has tested positive or someone. Torn a hamstring or who knows. You know, the know. the other thing it could be is like you had some time off last week. You just kind of take a step back. You reevaluate your whole roster and you go, are Lenore and Ambry Thomas ready? Right. Because it because it happens, like you said, that Mayoko wrote this piece about Ambry Thomas, not probably not going to be on the 53 man roster week one. It's like, OK, guys, how do we feel about this? No, 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 no. Not not going to be active. You're going to be on the roster inactive. Like he just he did 46. inactive stuff on game day. Yeah. OK. Not going to be active week one. Do, yeah, sorry. Thank you. Um, but do you just did you take some time and go, okay, who are we really comfortable putting on the field right now? 
Could week it, one. Yeah, could it be as simple as they had a couple days off, the coaching staff, some cocktails were drank, Tito's, Kyle's on his couch. You just started to kind of go do some deep thinking. You're like, yeah, I don't really love this group as much a couple days without seeing them. Like, we might – I need to text John, who is who already has the scout outfit down. I mean – Nike tennis shoes, pair of jeans, untucked team polo. I team mean, issue is, shoes, that's right? What, the shoes are team issue. That, that, that is what scouts wear. <laughs> He's got it down perfectly. Now, he has clearly a better body type, no rolls, uh, just you know, broad shoulders, pulls off. like He just makes that outfit look very normal, but he just rocks it pretty consistently. Yeah. Pretty well. It's really the best. I mean, it, it, can, it can go into the, the suite at the Stanford game. You know, it can take. You can take a photo with Jerry Jones's daughter. It can. You can wear it to the bar. You can wear it. You're gonna go check in. You know, say hi to your wife while she's you know at the spa on your way to a round of golf. Hit some balls. Maybe his not son a round on of the golf, te- his, hit some balls. His son on the team still. Yeah, he's a senior, I guess. So that so that probably made you know when I saw that picture yesterday. Probably going there to watch a skid play. <laughs> pretty big, you know. And I guess there big were, deal. I, I heard there were a lot of Stanford alums there. Like David DeCat, just like a suite with a bunch of Stanford guys at that game too. Jerry's World is that where they played? They played Jerry's World, and I I think that that stage was John was Elway the honorary captain or something like that. Lynch, you mean? Uh yeah. Lynch. Oh, Elway was there too. No, 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 Lynch. It wouldn't. You, yeah, I would. Imagine. I think that's what the tweet you was. sent me said, right? Yeah, I mean, he just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. He's there to watch his kid when you have him, you know, throw the coin toss or something. Yeah, that game started early. The nine a.m. kickoffs for West Coast teams come at you fast. To come at them fast, as it turned out, from Stanford. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh Norman will be 34 years old in December, by the way. Age is NFL age. Well, NFL age is a different a- number than real life. Ha- hasn't, run for, hasn't been able to run for a long time. You know when, we, when they had the Super Bowl uh, here and we were on Radio Row, I remember doing like a Comcast hit on like Tuesday night, and he was there. Like do, also doing part of like sports talk live or whatever. I just remember bullshit with him for like twenty minutes. He actually was pretty normal. Yeah, well, was remember, he promoting at the time? Something? He was he was no, he was just the NFL. The you know the Super Bowl. They just had different guys in different places, right? The I think his team made him go there. And uh, at the time, I mean, he was. Would you call him kind of a poor poor man's Richard Sherman? Like he's been a polarizing, outspoken, loud. He's a tall corner who can't really run. Physical guy. He's just a lot of yapping from him. Richards had much more substance. It felt like over the years yeah, behind he's not his, he's he not just tall. Li- I mean, he's not Richard. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, he's not. Quite I think he's like six one though, isn't he? I uh, listed at six foot. I felt he was pretty tall. You're right, Richards. Richards huge. Richards massive. Yeah. But I, that, he's just in that kind of like he's a similar like their playing style, right? I mean, they just that type guy fits that. You know, quote unquote Seattle defense. You know, tall corner yeah. who can tackle, can't yeah. run. <laughs> well, all right. I saw Kella Weatherspoon got traded this weekend to the Eagles because I saw it's going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, pick a nine or receiver versus Kello this in two weeks. <laughs> well, think about that. Whenever a guy who plays for you and he's in any good, and then he goes somewhere and he signs, then he gets value, <laughs> and they, like they made him look okay. That's kind of crazy how that all played out. All right, uh, sorry, so so we got the breaking news aside of uh, Josh Norman signing with the Niners. We'll see what becomes of that. But we thought we would start start the show uh, to start the week since it's week one with just some of the best storylines that we see ahead this week in the NFL. 
we'll get to some 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 of the lines because the Niners right now, as we record this on Sunday afternoon, are them and the Bears and the Bucks are the biggest favorite. Uh, they're them and the Rams and the Bucks are uh, the biggest favorites at seven and a half points. And obviously, it's a big week from a injury standpoint just to find out uh, Trey Lance's finger and what his status is. But week one is here. Let's go through some of the best storylines we like just for this week. Things we're looking forward to. Because I remember several weeks ago, we looked at week one. I think maybe it was two weeks after the regular, after the preseason ended. And I think you can make the case that there's one game that doesn't interest you. Shouldn't it? I mean, maybe you could find something. But for me, when I look at the schedule, there's only one kind of game that I could go the whole day without seeing a highlight and wouldn't miss it. That's it. One game. See, I I I, I, I disagree with you on this game because I have another game that I just I, I, I wouldn't watch. I'd watch this game over the other game. OK, so the game that I find I could skip. You just tell me that you just give me the box score and the score at the end and I'll, I'll know what happened is Broncos Giants. That's the game. Now, I do think you could acknowledge, because we've talked about this, the Broncos have some talent. Sertain now. Uh, no, not Sertain. Um, yeah, no, they got Sertain. Sertain? Sertain. Yeah. Jerry Judy, good defense. Like, maybe they'll be solid. But, you know, people, I, this whole, like, the Giants are going to be a good thing that's been coming from somewhere for the last four months. I don't know. Uh, I would say that. Remember, the they missed the playoffs the last score. year. They missed the playoffs because Sudfield came in. And then you realize, oh, yeah, they went... Uh, they went five and eleven or something. You're like, yeah, no shit, you suck. <laughs> uh, what what I, game would you I, have? To me, the, to me, the, t- the Texans and the Jags. Like, I mean, I, just show me the score. Like, I don't, I don't care. Te- that's oh, that is a crazy game, guy. Texans, Trevor and the Jags, Lawrence, you, you like that Meyer? game more than the Bro- the Broncos and the who? Giants? I mean, just what the are talent? you? Tell me what. Tell me who you are just fired up to watch Broncos Giants. Well, it's just a. I mean, Saquon Barkley, Vaughn Miller. There's like star people in that game. The I've Texans seen. I know what that. Are, I know what that looks like. I don't know what Trevor the, Lawrence in the NFL looks like. Give me that again. But you're gonna watch him against the Texans. Like that. You're talking. I mean, those two teams might combine for four wins. Uh, that's okay. I just want to see Trevor Lawrence play an NFL game. We've been talking about this guy for three and a half years being an NFL <laughs> player. And Urban. Yeah. I watched him the other night. The misery on his face. Like, is this gonna last? I thought he should come to the NFL. I, Jags hire him. But I'm not disagreeing that your year? Broncos Giants game. I mean that that game. I I'm not very interested in it. But I just think they're at worst equals. Like I think that I think that game is pretty bad. I mean the Texans are just a laughing stock. They're gonna feel like watching Detroit Tiger baseball or something. Like you, you're gonna be turned off just the moment you see them on your screen, as everyone will. And uh, not if it's not not if it's Trevor. No, I to me again like this goes back to my pattern when it comes to the preseason. I am more interested early in a football season in seeing the people that we haven't seen yet. Than seeing Saquon Barkley and Von Miller, I already know what that looks like. See, I don't consume. I think the NFL. Like I am here. Like give me fucking Mahomes, Week One B- Browns. Like that's what I. I'm into the. I'm, I'm here for Justin that Herbert. too. Like, get, but yeah, like that, I, I, I don't. I don't care about any until you're relevant. Then I pay attention. I, I don't. Do Lawrence was the number one pick in the draft. He's relevant. I know, but I, and if he's playing the Colts, like okay, I'll pay attention. Like you're playing the Texans. I'm sorry, I'm just not. I, it doesn't. It does nothing for me. Wow, we fundamentally disagree. You, all right, so John would rather watch Teddy Bridgewater and Daniel Jones than one of the greatest quarterback prospects in the history of the league. But maybe that's just the scout in me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I don't. I'm just not paying attention to any of them. Like I'm in. I, I'm fascinated by Washington football team uh, Chargers. Right. right I'm fascinated by Chiefs. Start, no, no, don't jump around. Start with that game. Chargers. Well, it's like. One thing I think that's crazy this year, and I think it kind of Josh Allen would fall under this too. Like with Herbert, though, Josh had played more. Those guys kick so much ass in front of nobody. 
Like, if you watch Josh Allen and Justin Herbert last year, and obviously Herbert was a rookie, so it was really remarkable, you're like, this guy just... I mean, he, these guys might not be Mahomes, but holy shit, they're kind of like that, right? Is it just going to look like that with fans in the stands not being able to hear? I mean, we watch college football all weekend. It is dramatically... To, like, you're going to play Wisconsin, Virginia Tech. Like, it's it's hard. Washington football team, they think they're going to be pretty good. I bet that place is rocking. Is is he just going to go in there and just slice and dice them? Oh, on top of that, their defense is legit. Like, is he just going to be a star? Is it really that easy? That's the number one question. That, that I think, is one of the best storylines of week one. Is like, they don't have to be playing. That's the beauty of what you just said. They don't have to be playing the box or the Rams or some Super Bowl contender for it to be real. I, every game they play, just because we've seen so... You can be... I mean, not anybody can be a one-year wonder, quote-unquote. Even that's hard. But there's all this talk about Josh Allen as he had the best year of his career already. No one's having that conversation with Justin Herbert, but the trajectory he's on, it's so ahead of any schedule, right? Like, if he continues on the trajectory, we're talking about one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL, and we know that he has the physical skills to match it. So this year is like, if he can build off of last year and is even better in a year where there's expectations and there's fans, and that was one of the great benefits for any rookie quarterback that played in 2020, even though you didn't get the experience of playing in front of fans, you did kind of, I mean, you did depending on where you played, but there was just kind of a soft landing and you got some experience in a way that NFL players don't normally get experience, especially quarterbacks. And it's Brandon Staley. Like they just hired this guy that they think is some defensive Sean McVay. Well, is he? Well, he's is been he? a coordinator for one year. <laughs> coordinator for one they, year. Well, they've that, got this gem, right? They've got this gem in Justin Herbert. And if they, I, any available coach would have been crazy not to want that job. And some unavailable coaches should have wanted that job. And they went with a guy that maybe nobody else would have hired last year as their head coach. Maybe somebody else. I think he got some other interviews, but you're right. He probably wouldn't have gotten an offer. They, just, the they took maybe. a massive swing. They just they took, yeah, they a, took a big swing. swing. And it's, yeah, it's just awesome. It's really fascinating. I, yeah, I'd, I'd say I, I, you could push back against the swing. I mean, they've historically been a little cheap. I mean, I, you know, just relative. If he doesn't have other yeah, offers. Yeah, it, it could be that they weren't taking a big swing, that they were just being cheap. That's possible. <laughs> but it's just, if they, whatever it is, if they if they wrong, they're stunt, are they stunting Justin Herbert, a guy that every team in the NFL, almost every team in the NFL would trade who they have right now for him? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, to me, the other game, you know, in the morning slate that, you know, obviously, you know, you and I and anyone listening to this are just pretty locked in on the, I, I just say, Seattle games. Oh. I feel like I follow Seattle pretty closely. Uh, I, I was in the car this morning, and I heard Fortinbaugh on radio hmm. had a good stat about Seattle in one-score games the last several years. They're like 19-6. and six. Like they're, And clearly, you watch them. We talked about it throughout this offseason, right? They were, went 12-4 and four last year. But watch them last year. They didn't. Twelve and four is a you know pre seventeen games elite record. Like I'd say twelve and four and above. Like you were a, a big time team. They felt much closer to like ten and six. And you start you hear a stat like that. You're like, okay, I get it. They pull some games out of their ass, and they they have. And that's just. I think it's just a design, defining attribute of Russell. But they are facing, you know, definitely one of the better defenses in the league the last couple of years in the Colts, and then factoring in Carson Wentz, like. 
that is a sweet week one game. I mean, just on paper, and it, the moment the schedule came out, like Seattle Colts week one morning, like, fuck, I'm in. And then it lost some luster when we thought Wentz was going to miss the first month of the season. But now that he's back, you know, what's interesting about the Colts, I think, is that everything you just said about Seattle is kind of historically the position that Phillip Rivers has been in, and he goes to the Colts, and the Colts look like a Phillip Rivers team last year. I mean, Wentz has been kind of like that, too, where he just ends up in some really weird games, in the afternoon on a Saturday, the way that Philip always was uh, in in San Diego, Wentz has got some weird tendencies. We spent a lot of time talking about him and whether or not he'd be worth trading for. This is his shot, right? This is his best shot. Yeah, he won't get a better shot than this one to resurrect his career with this roster that's good, coaching staff. I mean, the whole thing. Like somebody, there, nobody in the league believes in Carson Wentz more than Frank Reich does. So if Frank were to well, and, ever and, give and up, and the on Colts, him. just the Colts in general, like they're kind of all in on him, right? I mean, it's yeah. just they're they're very they're tied at the hip. Like if he succeeds, they will have success. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. when you any of your players, but I mean, just the nature of the way his career is played out, and to me, like it's just I guess because the NFC West plays the AFC South this year, Cardinals Titans pretty good opening game too. Like I mean, that's. You know, I mean, at Tennessee, the Titans just going to kick their ass. You know, Todd Downing, a guy that, you know, years ago, let's face it, he was a terrible offensive coordinator. Like, it was just, I do believe as an offensive coordinator, clearly you get better with time, right? You just have experience. You know what you're doing. Like, if you talk to Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur will tell you, three years ago, I'm much better than I, I am. I'm better now. I do think you're kind of born born would be the wrong word but like your coach once you get the shot you either kind of have the instincts to be a play caller or you don't now you can improve but like I just remember watching him going this guy's this doesn't have a feel for yeah it'd be interesting to find out how many guys to look back who failed as a coordinator and then succeeded as a coordinator in their next opportunity so I in he has I mean three horses right legitimate horses Henry AJ and Julio against the Cardinals who I, I just think have immense pressure on them. Just the number one overall pick. I, I think anything less than the playoffs, everyone's going to get fired. And all of a sudden, you know, if you're the Niners, you get the Lions week one. I mean, you wouldn't mind seeing the Colts and Titans take care of business. I, yeah. Like, do you view the Colts and Titans both as playoff teams? They've been basically yes. the last several years. Yep. You know, right, be, they'll be right. Put it this way, it starts. would be disappointing for them. I mean, obviously, it's disappointing for anybody, but it would be a it would be a failure for them to not make the playoffs. That's a better way to put it. Now, yeah. you could argue that like both those games. I mean, they're at Tennessee, at Indy, so it's not. Is it that bad of a loss for either one of those teams? I mean, it's, it's not that crazy. Yeah, we're just talking about big stuff. Like that's a storyline. Like that's in a yeah. p- particularly for the Niners, where the division, you know, you feel like we'll come down to one game. Um, uh, Jets at Panthers. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but Zach Wilson's fascinating. He was at the he, he was in Vegas last night, uh, Saturday night. And, uh, I mean, Sam Darnold is playing against the team that just traded him to the Panthers. So, like, they just picked Zach Olsen over him. That game is – that game could end up looking worse than, like, I would ex- – that like, I could get jacked up for that game and then watch it and go, like, all right, click. But, anyway. Um, Wait, Allegiant Stadium had a college football game? That was That's where, where BYU, BYU Arizona, Arizona played? played. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. That is pretty sweet. And he was there? And he was there. Yep. Uh, That's still- a big deal for them. Steelers Bills, you know, just ha- have a starting quarterback. You, you mean for BYU or for Allegiant Stadium? Yeah, I mean, remember we talked about it last year. Like, just have a starting quarterback in the league is a big deal for a program. You know, Steelers Bills, 
Easy yeah, one. I mean, I, I mean I, that's to me, Steelers, Bills, Browns, Chiefs just feel big. I mean, those are just oh. those. I mean, we got we got like playoff games week one. How about Packers Saints? Packers on the I mean, road. That game feels a little different because it's in New Orleans, right? Uh, Miami. So what's New the England? afternoon slate? Packers Saints, Broncos Giants, Miami New England. That's, that's, the, that's the great. Slate. I guess Chiefs Chiefs Browns. Yeah, I mean, there's. I would say there's two really. Uh, there's three really interesting afternoon games. Browns Chiefs is like. Could the Browns just win Week One? Beat the Chiefs. I mean, yeah. Well, I think Arrowhead is a tough place to play. That place probably uh, going nuts. And then my yeah, Miami New England's really interesting. Mac Jones, who you told me was uh, what did Rob Ninkovich say? Uh, he, t- he was teaching Cam Newton the playbook this uh, offseason. He he was teaching Cam Newton the playbook. Got gotcha. Patriots gotcha. playbook. I apparently didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> That's I've never heard of that. It's one thing if you yeah. came like it was your college coach got hired and like you know you were Joe Burrow and Joe Brady drafted you and then you come in and you're teaching other quarterbacks, but not when like that quarterback was there before you no, running don't. that offense. Well, but he wasn't the, running. The thing that, that I thought is, yeah, was the offense. Did what did they actually run last year? <laughs> right, what were they really running? Did they did they bust out like the playbook with Tom's face on the front and hand it to both guys? Cam's like, That's wait, what? What, what like are these happens. plays? I thought, I would, are these the same coaches from last year? Josh, what is this? <laughs> I know. Uh, Bears. I mean, hell, Bears Rams on Sunday night. That's a good. Will one. we see Justin Fields by the third quarter? You know. So I, I, I think the way we're looking at it, NFC West wise. It feels like the Rams are going to win. The Niners, obviously, heavy favorites. Then, you know, if one of those two teams win, that's a big win for either Seattle or Arizona, right? You beat the Colts on the road or you beat Tennessee on the road. Like, that would be big wins. Like, the Niners aren't going to get any credit for their win. Obviously, we'll talk about if they were to lose. It would be devastating. Clearly, the Rams. I mean, people think the Rams are going to kill the Bears. (laughs) They're going to think they're going to kill. Like, if you just ask a random NFL fan, people think the Bears aren't going to be good. I've talked to yeah. some people who just I know that like I'm Sando did people. this article rank ranking the the NFC teams. They were near the bottom. Like they're, they're I think people in the league think that they could go like five wins. You know, Jason Peters, who's 39 years old, who was unemployed up till two weeks ago. They signed. He's their starting left tackle. Like they just signed him and boom, he started starting left. Like they their offensive line. Yeah. Andy Dalton, the over under on him making it to week two healthy is probably not that high. Well, it's such a tough spot because Justin Fields obviously would be a better option behind a bad line on one hand. But on the other hand, you go, okay, we're putting our rookie in because our line sucks. That's kind of a, that's not a great spot to put a rookie quarterback as much as you think Justin Fields could be the guy. Like I, un, I do get, if you think our quarter, our line sucks, like, do I want to put Justin Fields behind that right away? Whereas at least Andy kind of knows where the ball's supposed to go and maybe can get rid of it quickly. But at some point you're right. Like I don't, they may not have a choice. It's tough. I, I it's tough. This week one schedule, I, I I'd give it like a B plus. I mean, it's not just remarkable, but it's week one, so it's probably oh, we haven't finished just because it's interesting. Well, but we'll talk about that game. I think on you know on Sunday, Monday Night Football, John. You trying to get away yeah, without well, getting the we'll, Ravens Raiders? No, no, because we'll get into that on Sunday, right? Okay. It's just a fact. It's just we'll give it. We'll give it. Yeah, we'll, like go, I, we'll give it. I, that, we'll give, I love that. Game. We'll talk about it for sure. I know. I off takes. We'll, we'll, we trying to put it off. Takes. Well, because we're gonna talk. I just I'm not gonna blow my load on this one yet. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I I I'm excited for that game at least. You know. So 
That's that, that is an excellent game. Derek Carr hasn't played. Game. I mean, it's it's rugs. It's a new defense. It's Lamar Monday Night Football. It's a big. One. It's cool. Yeah, it's it is. It's Gruden. Have you heard about it, this guy? It's well, the, the NFL. I do give them credit. I guess not credit. This is probably a no-brainer. I mean, the L.A. and Vegas Stadium get Sunday and Monday Night Football. It's a pretty big deal with fans. Should be pretty cool. I mean, I listen. Sunday. Both those places, I would love to go. Oh yeah. Sunday nights, the Rams, and Monday nights, the you know Allegiant. That's yep. It's pretty sweet. You've been to Allegiant. You said it was badass. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. All right. Uh, the Niners are the big. So the biggest spreads of Week One, as we look at them right now, three teams are seven and a half point favorites. The Bucks are a seven and a half point favorite over the Cowboys on Thursday. The Rams are a seven and a half point favorite against the Bears on Sunday. And the 49ers are a seven and a half point favorite against the Lions 10 a.m. on Fox on Sunday. So, uh, you know, there's a few different ways to look at this. I think one thing that's interesting about it is as we record this Sunday, we did have the photo from like the charity event on Saturday. Didn't look like, as you pointed out to me, good scouting. Wasn't, didn't see the splint on uh, Trey Lance's finger at the, at the party. Maybe he doesn't have the accessories no for it. But any other, there are a lot of other games on their schedule. Maybe by the middle point, of the, there's going to be a, a time when Trey Lance's health affects the spread. This week against the Lions is not one of those times, though. Healthy or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, they are, I, when you look through the schedule this week, I, them and the Rams, but the Bears, to me, are way better than the Lions, even if you don't view the Bears as that good. So, like, is there a is there a game that's more you just kind of got to win? Like, they're just like you can't. The, is it the, you're saying is it the biggest got to win? No, I'm with you. I, I'd say the spread if if it was ten ten and a half, I I that I wouldn't say anything. Like, I they should beat the shit out of these guys. Now it's week one. You notice it a little with college football, even though it's 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 hard to like compare it to the NFL. Week ones do get weird. Right, I mean, every team you've waited all off season, you've been talking about the opponent in meetings for six months. It's a big freaking deal. Like you feel, I, I was just looking at some of the scores in college football, like Iowa State, who some people view as like a sleeper playoff team. Now, even if you think that's a little crazy, they're still viewed as a top big time team. They were struggling with like Northern Iowa. The, the Lions are going to go into that game. Every guy on their team is like, we're fucking in the NFL too. Now, by where it gets outrageous is by like middle of the season when you're just like, well, we got two wins. It's week 10. But week one, the Jags won last year with the Colts is a pretty good example because by the end of the season, the Colts were an 11-win team and just excellent, right? I mean, they were a powerhouse squad. If they played the Jags 10 times, like they're winning nine and a half of them. But week ones can get weird just because the team throws a kitchen sink. You have new coordinators. You have a new head coach. Now, they got Jared Goff. Like, that's... I just have a hard time seeing the Niners not kicking their ass. Yeah, like, put I, it, I just, the Lions are just not good. It's the biggest got to have a game in the sense that it would be the... It, it would be a bigger upset, I think, than... It, certainly, it would be a bigger upset than Cowboys over Bucks. Not because... Yes. I mean, the Bucks are, you know, Super Bowl... Fit, but the Cowboys, if Dak Prescott's throwing it to Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott's running for a touchdown, you go, okay. Right? Even the Bears... Over the Rams. What if, what if I told you Khalil Mack had five sacks or something? It would, right? I mean, it would hurt because it's like, wait, we just traded the immobile guy so we could get Stafford in here and be more explosive. So that one would hurt. But And that one's on Sunday Night Football. But still, Lions, Lions are just the worst team of those three. Cowboys, Bears, Lions. 
And it's against the guy. Like it just so happens that their quarterback is Jared Goff, who you have, you have, you've got his number and Kyle Shanahan lose to Dan Campbell. Like you can't have that. Right. So, and it, does that mean that the, 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 it means one of two things, either you're not scoring or this, this Lions offense is scoring against D'Amico Ryans in his debut as defensive coordinator. So yeah. So it'd be the worst loss of week one, I think. I mean, like yeah, the it, Chiefs it, losing to the Browns it, would obviously okay, whatever. Um, uh, the Browns have one of the favorites for Super Bowl odds. If you look at their odds, they played them last year in the playoffs. As I remember, it kind of got close. Like they they kind of hung in there yeah, toward the I end mean, of the game. The Browns, Minnesota like losing Browns, like a thirteen win team. Minnesota might that'd be bad. Played. Yep, that one. I, be the di- the difference though is. The the Niners are one of the betting favorites in the league to represent the NFC. They're you know tied with the best odds to win the division. Like you, you cannot le- lose to a team. You just can't lose to this team. You just can't because I would say if you just look at it simply, the other teams in your division are playing the Lions, right? Because I think you you play the AFC, you play the AFC or the NFC North. I it, it I would expect. All three, all four NFC West teams to beat the Lions. So if you lo- any team that loses to the Lions, that's a swing game for all the other teams in the division. Do, would you agree with that statement? Yep. Like I can't. The Packers, you know, who knows? Could, that could be two and two, right? Even the Bears. Like I bet the Bears get a win or two, right? But the Lions, I, I can't envision any of these teams losing the Lions. You so know, to me, that's the way you look at it. It's the yeah. way I look at it. The other thing is, like, even if Trey Lance is not your starting quarterback yet, and we'll see how much, if at all, he's going to play against the Lions. Um, if you lose to them, it means that there's some. Uh, it is just one week, and weird things happen in the NFL. But you start questioning their roster, right? And it's not just that you acquired Trey Lance. Even when he's not on the field, the decision to acquire him is still part of the. Uh, measure of your team because to acquire him you didn't draft somebody else at 12 and you traded away obviously two future first round picks so if we watch your team and say uh your team your roster is not good enough if there are games where you watch the Niners and you go the roster is not good enough and we'll get to kind of their expectations here in a second well you gave up one of the measures one of the ways that you improve your roster in order to get Trey Lance right the way you get the best players you can get there's two ways it's the draft and it's free agency you gave up you gave up one of the ways so if your roster doesn't look good enough that's a problem that puts more pressure on Trey Lance to be good because you drafted him because you believe he can elevate your roster and now you are you know in some ways by acquiring him you are you you are, I don't want to say handicapping his future, but you just, he's not going to have first rounders on his team in 2022 and 2023, right? Yeah. So it's like your roster, it, while it's good, and we think it's pretty good for a rookie, especially, um, if you were to lose to the Lions, like, can you lose, to, put it this way, can you lose to the Lions and the only thing we say after the game was, everything was great except Garoppolo? Like, no. Jimmy Garoppolo can be average and you should still win this game. To me, the only way you could lose to the Lions in an acceptable manner would be like in early December and you're, you know, have an unreal record and it's just like your uh-huh. shit the bed game of the year, right? You're Remember the Niners did the, the year they went to the Super Bowl, they lost the Falcons. Remember that when Julio yeah. scored the game winning touchdown? Ultimately, it didn't matter. And, and the Falcons were awful. 
Actually, I think that Falcons team got hot the second half of the season. It's like kept Dan Quinn for the next year, even though he ended up getting fired. But like it, it was, it was a kick in the dick loss. But at the end of the day, it didn't they were at the time? Remember, they had a little cushion, uh, and that cushion got a little closer. But they were, you know, they'd started eight and zero. That you never you want to avoid that loss at all times. But it does happen to a lot of teams all over the league, right? I think the Rams last year lost to the Jets. Remember, <laughs> or maybe the Giants. I think it was the Giants, maybe the Jets. I don't know, but they lost to a really shitty team. You can have it late in the season if you are good. You cannot. I, I just if in this division, in this division, and expect to win it and lose this game. Like ultimately, the Colts uh, didn't win the division last year. The Titans did, and I bet they lost to a team that won one game. That was their win. One game to me. If if the Jags had won five, it'd be like okay, well that's not what they went one and fifteen. If you lose the division and you lost to the one and fifteen team and you're an eleven win team, that that one's hard to stomach, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. If the if the team you if you lose to the team that's drafting first the next round with their own pick, now I don't think the Lions would be a one win team, but three wouldn't be crazy. I could see three and fourteen. Three and I could see them really struggling. I could see them being bad and being okay with it. Like they kind of, I think they kind of want to bottom out. They're almost. Letting throwing Jared Goff out there to the Wolves. Like, have at it, kid. Right. We're not going to draft a quarterback and put him in this on this team right now. They go no, Lions schedule. Lot, he's getting paid a lot of money. A lot, what? What? Uh, how? The Were the Lions good last year and I missed it? Listen to their schedule. Niners, Packers, obviously. Ravens, Bears, Vikings. Bengals. Okay. Rams, Eagles, Steelers, Browns, Bears, Vikings, Broncos, Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers. Could they win two games, honestly? I mean, it kind of feels that way just hearing you say that. Yeah, I mean, maybe Minnesota. Guy, you get your ass kicked so bad. Like, you're not just a guarantee. When you're just getting your ass kicked every week, all of a sudden you're just going to beat the Bengals? Like, who knows? Right? You might just be tired. <laughs> you might just be bruised and battered. Yeah. You know? Is Jared Goff going to start all 17 games for these guys? Uh, who, who else is on the – who else is there? Who's their backup quarterback? I don't know. He has been pretty durable. Like, I don't think he's – you know, he had that thumb injury. Is the only major injury I can think of him having really in his career. But I – That's David be, Blau. Blau was a pal. All right. Well, all right. So, I, you know, we usually like to build it up as the week goes along. This week, part of the point of this conversation, this week, our lock of the week – it's gonna. This is not the official pick. It's gonna be hard for it not to be Niners. The only reason, you know, the thing when you said earlier, wait until the last minute to make a pick. It's like, well, was that line gonna be nine by kickoff? I, honestly, I'd probably like the Niners any number under like fourteen. I know week one's a little weird, but I that line would have to be pretty big for me to get off the scent. Yeah. When I just look at the slate, <laughs> I know. There's, yeah, there's. It's hard to pick other games. Like, there's not, like, a Chiefs-Bengals, right? They're just, there's not that game. The Texans, right, Colts or something where you're just like, okay, I'll hammer this at 10. As Salman uh, Jets on YouTube says, somebody's got to end the season with two wins. Why not the Lions? I know. <laughs> it's probably them. We always, instead of doing, like, season predictions on wins, we should do the opposite where you just pick losses. Like, I, you know, I've got this team at 14 losses. That's that really Who do you think is going to be the... Who's going to be – If I think most people think the Texans are going to be the worst team in the league. I I, I know it's the obvious who, who pick, you, but I think it's the obvious pick for good reason. Who would you put second? Um, I'd have to throw the Lions in there. 
it has a yeah. The Jags got a shot. I think the Jags got. I feel like they have a little talent. Like couldn't Lawrence and Lavishka get enough to get to like three? Yeah, I mean, maybe not. You would think. No, I mean, I I don't think that's out of the realm. But if if Jamar Chase cannot catch, they could be terrible. Oh my god! You know, they could be really bad. What is going on? And would if Burrow? What if Burrow's just a little hesitant on the late? Like, they could be really terrible. What if that coach is just not a head coach? Sometimes that just happens. You're just like, oh, yeah, it just turns out like that guy's never going to be another head coach again. And it just is a disaster. Yeah. Like, you just look back at his career and he wins a total of like eight games in three years. You're like, there is that guy exists, right? Every, you know, five, six years. Like, right. a human like that happens. Right. Who, it does feel like he's on pace to be that. Who doesn't get, like, you know, Pat Shermer gets another shot. Like, maybe he ends up back with. I mean, it'd be on McVay's staff. <laughs> You'd think, yeah. Uh, John, before we move any further, I'm putting up on the screen now the leaderboard from the Ham FedEx Cup Championship in our DraftKings League. This is a huge time to get in the Haber Meta Middlecoff DraftKings League. It is linked below in the YouTube if you're watching this YouTube live, which you should also like right now, by the way. Or if you're listening to the podcast, it's in that description. Congratulations to BCM2332. Who won first place? Four hundred and fifty bucks. Jay Hogan three sixty for second. Raiders eighteen two seventy for third. On and on. Real Tony Cervoni finished uh, fourth with one hundred and eighty bucks. Uh, last play. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to name everybody, but the top ten all won, uh, including seventy two dollars to tenth place. So we got a big game. This is a big week. Big week. I don't know if I can. Can I create the game Sunday for this week? We're going to do Sunday only next week. It won't include the Thursday or the Monday game. DraftKings promo code ham. I, I like that a lot. Download the DraftKings app. The first NFL Sunday of the season, guy. It is here. Football is here. I, to me, the only question is, do we go 200 people? You know, is, is week one the buzz? I think we've done that before for the Masters, and it filled up. I mean, we're a football show, so if we can do it for the Masters, you'd think we'd be able to do it week one. I don't know if that would be a weekly thing, but who knows? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. You think 200 is risky? Because it's simple. For those of you that have not played, you know, you're talking to daily fantasy experts. Not that we win a lot, though Haberman did win a lot of money once upon a time in the PGA Championship. Uh, but we love daily fantasy because it's incredible. You just take $50,000 and you put them all under the salary cap. It's really easy. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code HAM. This week, new customers get a shot at $1 million top prize and compete for millions of dollars in prizes across all contests. Here's the other thing. Once you download the app and use the promo code HAM, you can get in our game, but if you're like, God, I think my lineup's pretty sweet, you can just enter like $1 games, $5 games, $10 games. Like, there are just an unlimited amount of games that you can just be in. Uh, remember when you won the PGA Championship? Didn't someone send you a thing or you looked like you would have won $10,000? If I put that lineup in another game, I would have won $10,000. Yeah. So now I always take it and put that lineup <laughs> in another game just in case. So enter the code HAM to get a free shot at $1 million. Uh, top prize with your first deposit. That's Code Ham only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the National Football League. Minimum $5 required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yeah, it looks like I can create the game right now for next Sunday. So we can, I, I, maybe I shouldn't because sometimes I make mistakes when I'm distracted and I'm making Yeah, I, I would not do it when you're on the show. But, it, it just. <laughs> but the question is just how big do we want to go for week one? So... I'd be open to 200. We just, if you're listening to this, we need you in the game. It's just, yeah, you got to share it with people. You have to get in the game. You got to share it with people. If you're watching this, you got to get in the link. I, I, I'm cool with doing 200. Seeing if we can fill it. It is risky. (laughs) 
We got till Sunday, though. Sometimes with golf, I think where we sweat, it's like you only have till Thursday morning. And yeah. really, it feels Wednesday night. You got a long time, guy. We got days on our side. Uh, by the way, John, before we move on, Castaneda on YouTube says, Spoon, uh, uh, Keller Witherspoon got traded to the Steelers. I thought it was traded to the Seahawks. Yeah. Steelers. Wrong S team. So... <laughs> Uh, podcast also brought to you by our friends at sleepnumber.com slash ham sleepnumber.com slash ham right now john the biggest sale of the year is going on at sleepnumber.com slash ham like 50 percent off the limited edition smart bed that keeps you both effortlessly cool and comfortable and includes free premium delivery and setup go to sleepnumber.com slash ham right now to check out the biggest sale of the year Wait, did you say biggest sale of the year? I said biggest, John. And last I checked, there can't be bigger than biggest. No, it's the biggest sale of the year. You are talking, or uh, we are talking, but you are listening to two (laughs) sleep number sleepers. And if I needed a bed right now and knew the biggest sale of the year was going on as a a sleep number diehard, and guy is too, who we get great night's sleep because of our sleep number bed, I would be all over that. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. What's your sleep number? We, we've established over the years that you, you like a, a cloud-like super. You like to sink in. I like a little more structure and firmness. I'm a 60. I do think that, I, 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 I'm a 30. I, you know, I, I, I might get harder and harder over the years. I, I think sometimes the soft, as you, as you get older, you get a little stiffer. I, I actually think the, the harder bed can be better for your back, maybe. I don't know. I've, I've always been I've de- a- That's the beauty of this is like you can adjust as you go. So like I've decreased the firmness a little bit over the years. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've consistently been around 30 at 30. That's been my, been my number. But I might maybe I'll try you out. 60. You should get a jersey that has your sleep number number on it. <laughs> I, I should. And then softer's you know, better. This week, Single digits. Biggest, on, uh, then the name says biggest sale of the year. Yeah. And, then, and then on the front, it says uh, sleepnumber.com slash ham. It's all about your routine. The Sleep IQ technology keeps you locked into that routine. Get the temperature down. Keep the caffeine. Maybe in the evening, a little light. Stay hydrated, John. Biggest sale of the year. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. That's sleepnumber.com. What, what, what is the holiday? Labor Day, baby. It's for our laborers. That's we're right. laboring right now. Sunday afternoon, we're working. You know, we, we are a working class show for working class people, and we're working on Labor Day. Feels actually Labor Day is technically tomorrow. We're just work so hard, we couldn't even wait yep. for a holiday that we don't even get. Uh, we, didn't give it, we didn't give ourselves off uh, Labor Day? I don't know. I, I sent us the emails. We didn't. I didn't get a reply. We got Labor Day off. He said, "No. Shit. I mean, Bill's got to be paid." <laughs> I forgot to put in my vacation. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, so now you mentioned I threw up uh, on YouTube the uh, the Super Bowl odds right now. Uh, my bookie, by the way, the Chiefs plus four fifty. I'm gonna hold on. Let me fill the screen and make them bigger. The um, Bucks at plus five fifty. The Packers at plus one thousand. The Bills at plus twelve hundred. The Ravens, the Niners, the Browns at plus 1,400. So in that sense, there is belief in them. We know they're the favorites to win their division. Yesterday, uh, or maybe this was Saturday, we uh, Debo, uh, Debo Samuel posted a photo of him and Trey Lance on Instagram and said, bet against us, don't know where they get their odds from. It was actually a really good photo, and uh, I want the coat he's wearing. But make, it's a pretty badass coat, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Custom. I'm sure. Make <laughs> no mistake. Make no mistake. People think they should be good, us included, right? Not, I think they're going to be good. There's a difference between, I think they're going to be good, and you're supposed to be good. 
And we know based on their actions that they think they're going to be good. They've said it. But then they also took the team they had last year, right? And that didn't succeed. And what did they do with it? Rolled it back, baby. Rolled it back. They rolled it back. I, I Listen, I, I players naturally say this. I bet you could find, if we just went through some of the Chiefs' Instagrams, like, people are doubting us. It's like, what? You guys have been to, like, two straight Super Bowls. It's like, I don't know if Kyle, when he has team meetings, is throwing up the MyBookie odds because it'd be like, you know, actually the the odds are kind of in your favor, Debo. <laughs> they, you could argue, did you say they have better Super Bowl odds, the Niners, than the Browns? Uh, they have this, uh, no, they have the same, uh, blah, 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 the same. 14 same to 1? Yep. 14 to 1. Well, it's like, I'd say, well, Debo, this team made the playoffs last year and won a playoff game last year. Last That happened last year, and you have the same odds as them. So, And I think most people just assume the Browns are pretty good. What I think is the thing the Niners have, the betting odds, we talked about this when the schedules came out and we kind of looked at the divisional odds. Well, like, I, we thought it was a little crazy that they were basically had the best, you know, same odds with the Rams to win the division, and Seattle wasn't as good. It's like Seattle just won the division. Seattle feels like won the division several times over the last, I don't know, five, six years. Like they consistently do that. And the Niners had better odds. The Niners have won the division once since Harbaugh. It was kind of like, whoa. So it's like, the, I'd say the betting odds have been favorable. And then the way people just, I would say, nationally, just random fans, it, people listening to this, like, most people think they're going to be pretty good. Like, I, I'd say it's pretty universal, right? The gambling, the normal humans, the people that talk about them for a living, their own team. Like, I, there's not many people, like, if the Lions, if Jared Goff wanted to tweet that, I'd be like, okay, you know? Right, if 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 Deshaun, I guess Deshaun Watson is other. He's not even technically on the team, but like some dude on the Jags or Texans, like people are sleeping on us. I'd be like, yeah, they are. That is not the case with this team, man. I, I actually think, I think you could argue the opposite. They're kind of getting anointed when just in their history they've had the one moment which was a big deal, and it's it's why whenever. I'm not picking on these guys, but sometimes Raider fans, you know, use the Niner fans. They're like, well, everyone's blowing Kyle. He's had one good year. Well, yeah, if your one good year was like making a wild card and getting bounced, I agree. You can't, like, that shouldn't, that only carries so much weight. His one good year, they were leading the Super Bowl like five minutes to go, and their team was unreal. Yeah. I, Against they Mahomes had two playoff games, but you could argue just they had two playoff and they, games. And they, they look like the, the shit. And they look like the best team in the league, right? They, for a, more than half the season. Yeah, they they swept the Rams. They beat they beat Seattle on the road to win the division back when pre-COVID and there were fans. That that was I'd say that was one of the biggest best Niner games of the last post-Harbaugh. Which one? You know, obviously I I'd say the Super Bowl's number one. I'd argue that Seattle game week 17 was probably the number two game that season. Yeah, I mean just because what was on the line. What the was game on at the, the line. Saints that year was also huge. Yeah, the Saints game was coming massive, off the Ravens. But I would say that the, was coming off the Ravens' loss, right? The, the think of what was on the line in Seattle. Seattle, it was for the division one and two. Like it was either get the one seed or be the five seed. And then the way that game, I remember before you and I did the podcast. Obviously, we went live after the game. I guess back then we just recorded it and then put it out yeah. uh, on YouTube. It, it was pre-YouTube. But I vividly remember we talked about this. I think we were both pacing around. They were going to lose. Like it was, there was no doubt in my mind. Like God, the Niners had this incredible season, and they're going to be the fifth seed. It was crazy, and then they weren't. When this dude who I'd never heard of, Dan Buns, aka Dre Greenlaw, makes a tap, it was just—it's one of the craziest endings in the history of the franchise. Like it was, that was a remarkable game. 
but my point is that like that just I've seen Kyle's high end. Like we saw it with the team. And this high end wasn't like, oh, they got to a wild card and got bounced. No, they cruised to the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> so it's so I think when people jump back on the bandwagon, it's because like, okay, they think this guy who leads the team, it's a coaching league. And the team, which is really talented because a lot of those guys were on that team. Then they've added some pieces since. And they added a quarterback, right? So it's just, I think a lot of people are betting on these guys. I mean, hell, I think me and you feel pretty confident. Like, lock of the week, week one. Like, you wouldn't say that to just some team you didn't totally trust. No. They're, they're getting treated week one like a lock playoff team. But part of it's their opponent. I know, but like, if, if you were... Let's just say I'm trying to pick it up. Let's say it was Bear. Let's just say it was Bears or Vikings, Lions. That number's probably five. You know, four. But and those half. teams are not. If it's it not seven, if it was Rams, if it was Rams, uh, Rams Lions, it'd be seven Lions. and a half. I. But that's my point. Like they're getting just treated just like the Rams. Yeah. Coming off a six win season. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not just all of that stuff. It's what they have said about their own team based on. A, what they've said, which is they believe they're contenders, but B, like Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, um, on and on and on, McGlinchey and Tomlinson and Brunskill and Mostert and Juszczyk, and they brought, they are, they didn't make a decision to bring Jimmy back, right? They didn't financially, they, they could have walked away from Jimmy Garoppolo and they didn't. And Armstead and Kinlaw and Bosa and Greenlaw and Warner and Verrett and Tart and Ward and Kwan Williams, like, obviously you don't ever have 100% the same team, but it's the same team. With some tweaks, Alex Mack. Well, they, and, I mean, think about this. One of the better players in our adult life for the 49ers, Joe Staley, who was just a consistent, winning, high-level player, they upgraded. <laughs> think how crazy that is. To they Trent upgraded Williams. Joe Staley. Like that's, it would have been, if I would have said, hey, Joe Staley's going to retire, what's going to happen to left tackle? You'd say more than likely, they downgrade, right? Or they have to get really lucky, they just nail a draft pick. Somehow they had Trent Williams kind of fall into their lap. Now they had to pay him this year, but it's like he's just a better player. Than yeah, they Taylor. they would he's argue. A, yeah, he's a returner, but we 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 did have to go get him to bring him back. <laughs> right, he was yeah, a free we had agent. to pay him sixty, so he's, 50, 80, 60 million or whatever. I guess you could view him as 55. a free agent addition on this team. But yeah, they paid him a lot of money. But they look at it like it's yeah this is Abukam right we could go through like the guys they added but it's they believe the team they had last year if it was healthy what did they think the 2020 team would have done if it was healthy they think they were a Super Bowl contender in 2020 that's what they think yeah and I and I'd probably say just they weren't as good it felt like but if if Jimmy had stayed healthy. Even losing Nick Bosa, they probably get the nine wins, right? And, and hell, we, as we saw, the Bears get made the playoffs last year at eight and eight. That's the thing that was crazy about the NFC. Here's the thing, guy. If you just factor in last year, the AFC was clearly a lot better than the NFC. It took 11 and it took eight. I do think the AFC does feel just a little stronger. I just think it feels like the NFC is like, if you're good, like you can you can just make some more hay, right? There's just some teams that it's, are beatable on your schedule. It's the it's kind of the saving grace of being in the NFC West is that it's it's it hurts that it's the best division, but you don't have to win the division and you don't have to be the second place team in the division to be in the playoffs. And this year they get the Lions, they get the Jags, they get the Texans, they get the Bengals. Well, it's you you don't get if you're supposed to be good, how many opportunities do you get like this from a scheduling standpoint? Not many. Cuz if you're not, consistently not good, you never get a fourth place schedule. Well, one big swing this year, obviously because everyone gets to play the Lions, is that they do play another powerhouse division that put three teams in the playoffs last year. 
and they get the Bengals. The other three teams play the better team. So even if you like, I I think that I could see the Steelers yeah, that coming back to earth a little bit this year. Well, but they're just not but, a, a St- but a Steelers back to earth is not four. It's eight nine or nine and eight, right? Like that's they 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 are not a back to earth like they suck team. No, and the Ravens and the Browns. So like that, all of a sudden, is that a swing where? You know, the Niners win and maybe one of the other teams wins, right? Like, so you just, you get some things to built in to take advantage of if you are good. Because if I, if I told you that the Packers or Tampa Bay had the Niners schedule, I think most people would say, yeah, it's 15 wins. Like just something that you feel 100% confident on. Cause there's the one thing in the back of your mind is, well, like, do they truly know their quarterback? Like, is this two quarterback thing going to work? If Jimmy does get hurt, is Trey truly ready to rock and roll? Is Nick Bosa and George Kittle like? Are we just getting thirty-four games out of the two of them? Hell, yeah, health I mean, is a big question. Twenty-eight with this team, and health just with the top guys, right? Right. Does, does George Kittle and Nick Bosa just are they missing a lot of games again? I mean, I, mean, I would put missed a lot Ayuk, of games last year. I'd put Ayuk and Debo in that conversation based on how important they are to the team. Yeah, they're, it's very top-heavy at the skill guys because those guys. The Sando article kind of questioned their skill guys. I actually think that when if those two, if you told me those two guys play seventeen games, which obviously I'm not assuming that's going to happen by any means, they're fine at receiver. If those two guys play every game, right? Those two guys can play. Now that they're not Julio and AJ yeah, Brown, but, but with Kittle mixed they're fi- in, they're fine. They're fine, and the running. That's the part fine. that kind of skews it. Is it with Kittle mixed in? Yeah, you got to factor him in, in the passing game. So and the and the and the coordinator. Like part of it is like. You're like Tyree Killer. Who are the other wide receivers the Chiefs have? Well, yeah, they have Kelsey, and then the other random all guys all haul ass. So, and their coach schemes all these guys all over the place. Like yeah. when you have a great schemer, it's really like once you get a give a good coach like uh, multiple elite players on offense, it's not really fair, right? Once you give a team like if you do give Sean Payton, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay three elite wide receivers and a good quarterback, like they're they're it's not a fair fight. Like, thank God the Rams over the years, or even now, like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, that's solid, but that's, you know, it's not great. I think you like that, really... Those are the two best wide receivers. And I think you really feel it on with defenses, right? You feel it with, when like... You a, sweet defensive coordinator, sweet you players. Feel, when you used to look at, like, Nick Saban's defense, right? When you look at yeah. Dick LeBeau's defense, these are Remember the... Fangio with the Niners? Fangio's defense was just... Because Fangio, it's proven, is a fantastic defensive coach. And the yeah. talent was, are these the four greatest linebackers ever assembled? And then you combine those two things, and it's just devastating. Remember the year? Remember Because they Fangio, affect the way the game Nag- feels. I remember Nagy's first year, and they trade for Cleo Mack with Fangio. That, they had the best defense in the league. It was like, oh, this isn't fair. You're right. The defense, when you give them the Jimmys and the Joes with, like, an elite coordinator, it's on, like, Donkey Kong. I mean, honestly, kind of put Robert Sala on the map. He was... I, no one was going to offer him a head coaching job the first two years, and they upgraded personnel, right? Richard became healthy. They draft Nick Bosa. Fred Warner kind of became a star, and then it was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then he just became in the vernacular of like, this guy's a head coach. Right. But it was really, I mean, the, they they added sweet players. But no defense has ever been great without good players. No. What do you think about the historic defenses? They're mostly all what, minimum multiple Hall of Famers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great teams, great defense. Deal. Like the players matter. <laughs> yeah, they do. Players matter. Um, did you see? Speaking of great defensive players, did you get much chance to uh, to scout Kayvon Thibodeau 
this weekend. I, I just so badly wanted to play against Ohio State. The defensive end, who some people think could be the number one overall pick from Oregon, who had basically he had a, a, a hurry on his first series. Create, somebody else got the sack. Then he had a uh, almost cut Jay Kaner in half, Fresno State's quarterback, forced a fumble, led to a touchdown. He looked incredible. And then he got his ankle rolled up on, and he was in a boot, and x-rays are negative. But hopefully he plays this week against Ohio State because it's like this is the, this is the Khalil Mack game potentially, you know? Well, think about, think about this. Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa are two examples of guys that went number two in the draft. But the reason they went to is because there was a quarterback. Now, it's only one weekend. And we talked about this over, you know, definitely recently, but just kind of mentioned this. It does feel there's a lot of hype on this quarterback class, but like it was like it doesn't quite feel there's a lot of substance behind it. And this week, I was like, ah, I'm not kind of out. Like You're just the, trying to the find North Carolina guys, guy. Yeah. yeah, Rattler. It does not feel like a good quarterback draft. And remember, there were like articles written from you know the anonymous execs. They're like, you know, we weren't that confident with this group coming this this next group, right? That we kind of had a good little run here, and it might take a while, right? It might be a year off. If it is, there's no quarterback, and based on week one, there's definitely no number one overall quarterback in this class. How is he not the number one overall pick? You know, I, I, I you'd know more than me. Like I've never heard anything about the person or good guy, but it's, I give him credit. You get hurt, like he was back on the field cheering on his guys. It felt like he was kind of a big part of like. I think they tried to tape it and bring him back. Yeah, no, I've heard good things about the guy. Like I think one thing that was impressive about him was he he came in as like a number one prospect. Everyone was talking about him. They did not start him right away. Like they didn't give him a start. They didn't even they did not he did not even start their spring game his freshman year. He did not start until like halfway through the season, which sometimes you'd be like, it's kind of a bad sign. Shouldn't this guy be an impact? But they they didn't do it. He handled it really well. They started starting him as the season went on, and he was one of the best defensive players in the league by the end of that regular season. Then last year he rolled out was a stud and then handled his business this year and has looked exactly looked exactly as advertised right away in that game. But it's all, you know, like it was for Khalil Mack when he played Ohio State. Like that, that's a game that that really solidifies you. The beauty for him is he's just he's doesn't have to be a his physic physically he he's exactly what you'd want. Like if you couldn't watch any film on anybody, you might draft him number one, right? Just based on his size. Well, he he could he could he could really underachieve, and he'd still go. Like I'm talking, just play terrible. He, would he still go top fifteen? Yeah. Let's just say he was not good, like not even doing shit. Yeah, right? based he on go previous really production and body, and I think people are just gonna like. He's a high level guy, so um, yeah. So I just hope he plays this week and is somewhere. He's probably not gonna be. You you don't you're not in a boot on one Saturday and you're 100 percent by the next Saturday. But hopefully he's he's close enough that he can give him some snaps. You know, on your point on how you just feel him, I think the him game changed Sewell, when he went out. For people who didn't, sorry, John, for people who didn't see the game, I think they were gonna. I'm not gonna say roll, but the game just completely. Fresno State was able to do whatever it wanted offensively after he went out. It was like 21-3, I think, early on, and it felt like God, this could get a little out of hand. Panay Sewell's brother's Noah. Is yeah. that his first name? Yeah. Those two guys, obviously Thibodeau was in there a lot less, but those felt like these guys are just on different levels. Like when Sewell hits somebody, they they get throttled back. And those two guys just give you a chance to, like obviously would they have, you know, let's just say worst case scenario, he's out this week. Even if he was in, 
it's a big moment for his like NFL draft stock. Like if he could have three or four sacks, even if they lost by twenty, it would solidify him probably as the clear number one guy in the class. But like after you watch the quarterback, you're like, I don't even think even if he was healthy, Oregon probably hang this week. But it would be like it is just it'd be a game that every college scout would be talking about. It'd be a game that we everyone would be talking about. Like just it's fun to watch sweet players against the sweetest players. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just that's why college football is fun. <laughs> I think you just hit on it, though, while you're making a point about him. But it really is more his his position is solidified. They're going to he's the, when they talk to the Oregon staff, they're going to find out good things about him. He's going to produce. Hopefully he's healthy and that's not even a question. And he has production in his history. What it's really about this week is winning the football game. That's what it's about beating Ohio State, right? Like it's it's less yeah. about can he become a number one pick? Because like you said, if he stopped playing right now and retired from college football and just started preparing for the draft, he still might be the number one pick. Yeah. Like if he say, doesn't play against Ohio scenario. State, he still might be the he still might be the number one pick. Well, like if Oregon started like 0 and five, or it's just something. I'm just I'm just saying if they did and he left school. Right. And, you know, everyone would have an opinion or whatever, but he's like, what am I doing this for? We're, we're way out of it. He would like, that wouldn't be a crazy move. Like we saw a lot of guys do that last year. And the the one question will be though, freak deal, right? Someone rolled up on him. It's not like he, he had, was just like, standing. The play was kind of over. And it, it was one of those where if you're watching the video, his leg is just straight. And someone just kind of bends into his, bends into his ankle. I'm not doing a good visual, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just injuries are a major talking point during and like a heavy guy draft too. process. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, so to me, you would just like to see a guy, you know, play. You just want to see a guy on the field. Right. That's just NFL teams are going to want. And clearly, like he not as of right now, he's not going anywhere. Their team's going to be good. I mean, he'll be back even if he misses this week, right? So he's just going to be a lot of eyeballs on him. Now I you mean, don't. They, here's the thing: you don't want to come back and not look as good, right? That's yeah, but it's also one but of those like everyone knows you. Yeah, everyone if it's like yeah, he's back at eighty percent on his ankle, and you're just solid. Even if you're not great, you'll get credit for that too. Agreed. You'll get credit for being solid, even if you're not a hundred percent, right? Because yes. you're playing through injury, and it'll be one of those like oh, you know what teams love, even though he didn't have it, he gave he laid everything out there for him. He he knew he could have walked away, and just taken his United Airlines money. And he's like, no, I'm doing this for the day. This is my, I'm a part of this team and we're trying to win football game. Feels like uh, I'll uh, increase that direct deposit there. Is it, how do you whisper. say his first name? Kayvon? Kayvon. Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau. How, how did you watch uh, Bryce Young? Cool name. Cool name. It, the, 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 the name looks sweet on the back. Yeah, it does. It really does. The, yeah, the, name, does, the does. name looks badass. How about the guy? Uh, uh, well, I, I'll get to that in a minute. Bryce Young looks pretty good. <laughs> Maybe he's the next guy. He looks incredible. 27 to 38, he, he 344, looks... four touchdowns. Alabama rolled Miami. It it they feel a little bit like John Wooden. I mean, we didn't experience John Wooden in our life, but everything we read about him, it's just like, oh, this wasn't really that fair of a fight. <laughs> That's like they're at the point now. What, what are we even doing? You know, they're... because they lose two of Mac Jones back to back, and it feels just as a college player, he's more dynamic than either one of those guys. And those guys were clearly the two best quarterbacks that Saban had ever had. And now he feels like if Tua and Jalen Hurts had been a combined player, that's what he felt like to me, just running around, making plays, but like in a Bama way. You know, it wasn't Johnny Football was just kind of playing out of his ass. You know, some of the, those type players. That is not what this guy felt Was he like. out of his pocket? Like under control. Was he out of pocket? Was Johnny Football out of his pocket? 
Or was he in his pocket? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I don't follow the Somebody can help me with that. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Did we give him his flowers? Is that what? We, we got to give him his flowers, Joe. We got to give him his flowers. God. I'll give I'll give Bryce Bryce Young enough with giving his flowers. Room. He he looked bad ass. And they just have names that you've never heard of. Like he threw a couple balls to Menchie. You're like, oh, I know Menchie. But then these other three guys, because you don't know like the Najee Harris waiting in the wings or the next Jerry Judy, you're like, oh yeah, they all kind of look like that again. <laughs> if you had if you had stopped following sports after the national championship game last year and came back, you would have thought, oh, Devontae Smith came back to school. There's one guy who looks like Devontae <laughs> Smith just flying down the sideline. Long skinny I mean, legs. Listen, the, we make fun of these guys. I mean, we don't much anymore, but they were just like in the NFL world, got made fun of a lot. Doug Marone and Bill O'Brien. Those coach. guys were NFL head coaches last year, and they are now his offensive coordinator and his offensive line coach. That's pretty crazy. It's nuts. When has a college program ever had two guys on staff that the previous year were NFL head coaches. Not one, two NFL head coaches the previous year. Both guys have won playoff games, too. That's pretty nuts. It'd be one thing. It's like, well, yeah, this guy was just a one and done or something. Both guys, Bill O'Brien went to the playoffs a lot. What's his name? Won multiple playoff games the one year when they went to the AFC Championship game. It's not like these guys are like... Bill O'Brien's over 500 as a coach, right? Has to be. Well, we got fired early on last year, so he didn't get all those L's. That <laughs> probably helped. We didn't. We didn't give him all those. <laughs> I don't mind all. Yeah, I, what kills lot. me about giving him those flowers is like people say it on like people are like, uh, "What a play! You got to give him his flowers." <laughs> Shut up. All right, uh, Bill yeah, O'Brien Bill was 52 is and 50, fifty-four and fifty-two. Oh, I got fifty-two and forty-eight. 50, maybe they are factoring in what I'm reading the four playoff losses. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's, 50, you he's 52 and 48 in the regular season. I said 52. I said I said 54 and 42. So he's he's 2 and 4 in the playoffs. So he's over 500. So he has multiple playoff wins. Multiple playoff wins. Over 500. Won multiple multiple NFL playoff wins. He's won the division. He's a division champ in the NFL four times. Think about that. That's now division's been a little up and down, but that's not nothing, is it? Four times, what's Doug Marone's? I, I think record? I think I I think he gets shit on a, probably a little too much. Bad GM, but coaching it was not nearly as bad as the way people talk. Marone forty and sixty one in the NFL, so not as good. But I mean, Jags. bad Bills, Jags. Remember he walked away from the Bills with a text message. Wasn't that the deal? <laughs> wasn't that? Wasn't it something like that? Refused. Yeah, they had to pay him, or was it, was it Syracuse he walked away from? Uh, he walked away. Maybe it was the Bills. Yeah, maybe it was the Bills, and then he knew he was going to get the Jags job. Well, he, and then well, he, wa- he went to the Jags. As his, yeah, but and know. then you're right. I didn't forget. he bail? Didn't he like walk away from Syracuse to take the Bills job too? I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, he was that. a Syracuse. He was a Syracuse head coach. Then he was the Bills head coach. He did take a year off, and then he came back with the Jags. Oh. Nonetheless, he has a just, bizarre career. Yeah. It's it's uh it's wild. Um before we get to chip John, manscaped.com. Manscaped.com, promo code ham. Manscaped.com, promo code ham. It is uh, you know, <laughs> it's game week. It's game week. Get your body right. This is a pubic service announcement. The news we've all been waiting for, John. 
the lo- I can't complain about people saying give them their flowers and then and then read that line. The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is now available in the USA and Canada. When you get the promo code ham, when you use it, you get 20% off and free shipping. <laughs> how do you beat that guy? How, how do you beat that? It's got an LED light. It's waterproof. He obviously has the little USB charger. I uh, can't recommend it enough. 20% off, free shipping, promo code ham, manscaped.com. The last box they sent us had nose trimmers. You know, you, as as guys mentioned, it is not safe to use tweezers and pluck those long nose hairs because you can get infections. You do the nose, put that bad boy right in there, a little buzz buzz, and all of a sudden you, you clean out any uh, any stragglers you got, you know, hanging out. Yep. So they Throw also got crop pipes. preservers, ball, de- ball deodorants. Uh, they got it all. Check it yep. out. Manscaped.com. Promo code AM. 20% off. Free shipping. 20% off free shipping. Code ham at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. Promo code ham. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Do it. Promo code ham. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, uh, Patrick on YouTube. No, no, uh, Patrick said Mac taught Billy O the playbook, which is funny, but that's not the one I was looking for. Somebody said Billy O's nickname is way too cool for Billy O. (laughs) 
Uh, Jay Boogie says, Niner signed Josh Norman. Give John Lynch his flowers. Yeah, man. You just got to, everybody's getting their flowers, man. Everybody's getting their flowers. Billy O is a solid just name. Oh, where's Billy O? <laughs> it does work. You're right. I, is Billy O cooler than Bill O'Brien? If, but if Bill O'Brien was like, if Kyle Shanahan was like, yeah, he's won the division four times, won a couple playoff games, like he'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, that's some pretty good. I, I just think his resume is way better than all the shit ever. What he did at Penn State was he made very some terrible impressive. Traits. He Bad took over yeah. for Sandusky and, G- and Joe. I mean, that was, he got, he, guy, got, he, I think he won nine games with McGloin. He put McGloin in the league. I know. It was incredible. I went to a practice. I went to his first spring practice. I remember no, you like telling his me first about spring, this. I, I went to a practice, and I remember me and my buddy driving back to the Eagles facility. I was like, that was really impressive. Like, that was just, and at the time, McGloin, they had like two other guys, was the third stringer. He ended up winning the job starting on a team that I don't think people quite comprehend just as time goes on how crazy Penn State in Philly which is obviously you talk Eagles Penn State every like there's a large percentage of people in Philadelphia like Penn State's a like we talk about that not we but like if you and I did this show in Philly we talk Eagles we would talk a lot of Penn State like they they are like a major talking point that 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 rocked everything and he took the job and he started winning Remember he turned down when Chip Kelly, speaking of Chip Kelly, you know when Chip Kelly got the Eagles job? He got the job because Bill O'Brien had turned it down at Penn State. Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie offered him the job. Bill O'Brien said no. Wow. The next year, and I think part of it was he had just taken over the Penn State job. So he felt like, you know, remember he wasn't there that long. No. I think three years. But he didn't want to just up and leave, even though he up and left the next year. But that was... uh, in 2013, think about that. In the in January 2013, two of the hottest names by far in the country for NFL jobs were Bill O'Brien and Chip Kelly. Like they were, I mean, any team with an opening. Remember Chip was like fucking with the Browns, like not even interviewing him. Remember the previous year, Chip had accepted the Bucks job and then turned it down like two days later, like Billy Donovan style kind of. I guess Billy Donovan actually signed the job and then he quit. Yeah. The Orlando Magic, remember yeah. that? Yep. Chip, Chip, I think Chip just verbally accepted it, and then he like slept on it. He's like, that was a bad idea. <laughs> and he pulled out. Well, he's uh, he might be back now, John. Like, Look at you, that shit in a blue shirt. Uh, that first of all, how cool is just UCLA LSU Saturday night, seventy thousand people at the Rose Bowl? Like that was a point on television, I, listen, wasn't it? I thought that was the coolest game of the day. I'm not I saying agree. it was like the best game. I I thought it was just. Now I'm biased. But that that game was sweet, and LSU might turn out to be a six-win team, and you know Chip clearly has a pretty solid squad. Now I thought the Tigers were going to kick his ass. I was rooting and going I into the game for the Tigers to win. And I remember on the you podcast, did not. I did not. I thought they could win. Yeah, you did not, and a lot of people did. I think a lot of people thought UCLA was better. I just thought like I don't even you know this coaching. You watched like he they manhandled them. They kind of shoved them around. It was pretty nuts actually. I, I was. I, I, I'm shocked. Listen, any team can power five teams play each other. It's not that crazy, but they kicked their ass. Like I, you got to give Chip his flowers a little bit, right? I mean, he, that was a that was a. Is that a little bit of I'm back? Yeah, I mean, I think the big part of it was that this was not this is not Chip Kelly's first year. It's his fourth, and he has a five year contract. And there's a new athletics director, and so <laughs> guys in college, we talked about this the other day. You don't coach on the last year of your contract, so. This is the year. This is the make or break year for him. 
And there are a lot of people based on their roster who have been around the program who think that they were going to be good this year. There were some, there were a lot of people who thought they were going to be better last year and they were, and then their record didn't really reflect it. I think to look the way they did where it was clear pretty early in that game, right? Whatever LSU is, maybe, maybe they're bad enough that Ed Ogeron gets fired this year. Whatever they are, you have to, you, I also think this is, this gets a little, it's one thing teams change over the course of a year. So if, if, if you beat a team week one and then they turn out to be bad, um, the team that loses week seven, isn't necessarily the team that week one was a top 16 team. Right. Yeah. And because I remember we'd always talk about this around Fresno state. Like if, if Fresno state beat Nebraska and then Nebraska was bad, it'd be like, see, Nebraska was bad. And it was like, well, maybe one of the reasons Nebraska struggled is because they lost to Fresno state and that had an effect on their team. You know, that's you, you, you look for things, John, <laughs> uh, Illinois wasn't, wasn't that bad until the dogs beat them. But my point is when, here's what I knew watching that game. UCLA was going to have to earn it watching that game against LSU, right? They're down 7 nothing. They score. It's tied. They score again. It's 14-7. LSU, uh, number one, name is uh, Butte. Like, he scored that big touchdown. He's sweet. He's sweet. Kind of looks like Jamar Chase. But, like, you were going to have to earn it. And the, the thing to me that stands out about UCLA, and I saw it week zero, but I'm like, it's Hawaii. I don't quite know what to make of this. And you saw it from the jump against LSU, like they were blitzing. They were flying around on defense. Like to me, they look pretty good on defense. You say I, I agree. I agree. I, I weren't they the youngest team in the country a couple years, like Chip's first year, second year? Didn't he just like play every freshman or something? Yeah, and now they're and now they're a veteran team. They got this guy Zach Charbonnet who transferred from Michigan. Doesn't he look sweet? Twenty four, the running well, back. Yeah, to me, you know, I think when you think Chip Kelly, like just the average guy, not someone who truly like watched every Oregon snap, but when you think Chip Kelly, you just think like this innovative progressive new style offense. So just in, I think a lot of people's mind, they'd be like passes, right? Just, that's just what, that's just what dynamic offensive coaches do passes. He's actually, when you truly think about his Oregon teams, the craziest part was now the PAC 12 was pretty shitty for a couple years when he was taken off, right? Pete left Harbaugh. Harbaugh was just, his team was a bad matchup against chip. Just the way they played, even though they had some great games, but the Washington schools were bad. Guy, they would have like three play drives, all runs. It'd be like three plays, ninety yards, touchdown, all runs. Remember, it'd be he like ran the sh- shit out of the ball. You remember, he was a, he's a he's a running coach. Yes. Like that's, they were top five to rushing team in the country. Yeah, it's, it, and you just watch him. Like if they can gash you running it with his like kind of crazy run scheme, which he's an elite run game caller, they're gonna be pretty tough to beat. And it, as we saw yesterday, now they're in the South, which is clearly. I mean, it was a rough day for the North, right? <laughs> It was a lot of. T- I mean, Washington lost to Montana, uh, Cal lost to Nevada, Oregon Washington, State lost to Purdue. Yeah, Washington State lost at home to Utah State. Yeah, there's some and bad. Stanford else. looked pretty bad against Kansas State. Arizona State won. Arizona State won on Thursday against um, uh, Southern oh, yeah, Utah. Utah beat Weber State on Thursday. Colorado beat Northern Colorado on Friday. Um, so all the South teams won. SC uh, no Arizona lost to BYU. Okay, but, but as they, they, Arizona's one of the worst, might be the worst team in the conference. Arizona, should, yeah, I mean, I think coming in, people think that. Yeah, we'll see if Washington State. I don't know, but yeah. like I, I think there's and listen, like UCLA has no business ever being twelve and zero, but if Chip somehow this year, 
I don't know who else. I guess they like they play Fresno they State. Play Fresno who State. Beat them a couple years ago. Yep. But now UCLA's on a bye. UCLA's two and zero, and they got a bye now. Well, Fresno gets Cal Poly this week, so let's just let's say they win that game. Is there a chance they go ten and two this year? Like they they could have a really good record. Right? Well, they're. I mean, obviously they played LSU, but if you would take in the game UCLA played and just put it against any of the other Pac-12 opponents from Week One. It was still the most impressive game anybody played, regardless of opponent. USC, I thought was pretty. USC looked. USC looked solid. I saw a lot of people shitting on them. Like San Jose State, it's not like some joke anymore. Like they were fine. No, San Jose State actually like has put two years ago put a major emphasis into like interior JC transfers on the defensive line. Um, I think the Mountain West is. I've been texting you. I think the Mountain West this year is really good. Well, Utah State clearly is better, right? They were a mess. They got the guy from. The guy that he hired from Arkansas State, but Fresno that is legit. Fresno looks awesome. We, I mean, I know Boise lost kind of a heartbreaker to UCF, but they're clearly going to be solid. Like that, that that conference. I, if I'm the Pac-12, I'd probably get out of the business of playing those teams. <laughs> yeah, well, because I use four more times <laughs> on the schedule. By the way, this year, <laughs> so I, I, I would I would get away from that. Uh, that so, might be coming. Yeah, I, I think it probably is, but. You know, I give two credit as a, as a hater of Chip. Like, listen, I wanted Ed O to win, but Chip, I did not. You know, Ed had an incredible season two years ago. Like, Chip outclassed him. You know, well, and Ed has Ed has better players. I don't know if right? I, I mean said, Chip would Chip would a lot of the guys on LSU would start for them. I don't. Right? I don't know if I, yeah. I don't know if I said this the other day, but th- there is just a fundamental coaching matchup in that game that UCLA had the advantage in head coach. Chip versus their defense. Yeah, not that. I mean, Ed was six and one in the Pac-12. He won a national championship. So I'm not. I, I like. I think it's easy. I'm just saying, like, in terms of scheming, right? Chip versus Ed. Like, oh, you're saying you're giving him credit for the the year when he filled in. Yeah, for, yeah. I mean, he he, they won a bunch of games. Yeah, he did. I, I, yeah, he I'm did. just. I don't. I think it's easy. Like a team wins a game and be like, just dismiss Eddie O. I don't want to dismiss Eddie O. But clearly. The, the staff that he had when they won the national championship was a major factor. Now, that's okay. Not every coach is the schemer. Sometimes you got to be the CEO. And there are coaches who are the schemer and then transition off to being the CEO. But, I mean, that was a – it's as good as – I mean, the, is it the best – I was trying to think like the last best West Coast, you know, um, Stanford-dominated Wisconsin a bowl game, regular season games, though. Oregon and I the do, bowl. I do think beating just – I know they're coming off a rough year, but – that program, that's you know beating LSU. Like that's a, a national champion coach two years. Like that's a pretty fucking big. Especially game when like Patrick on YouTube said LSU had the hurricane to deal with, which is true. And Chip, it was the first thing Chip acknowledged after the game. Like what that team's had to deal with this year, this week, they didn't get to like spend all week at home doing their normal. But but they they, they did they circumvented the hurricane in the sense that they left to Texas before the hurricane. But came, that's the right? point. It's like they had to displace in preparation yeah. for a game. Not easy. But I also think part of this is like, it's not just how good is LSU going to be. It's just, we've spent so much time on the West Coast talking about, can you just win one of these like headline games as a league? And with UCLA, Chip being such a a lightning rod just because of how famous and how big he is. And for them to do it, Terry Donahue, I didn't know a ton about him before he died in July. He was the coach at UCLA that people loved. And he was the coach during UCLA's best years. It's kind of crazy on the West Coast. We always used to talk about Fresno State. Like, they were a sleeping giant. But if you think about the sleeping giants in the West, like, SC needs to get better. But they're not, like, everyone's aware. Like, SC is just constantly, you're talking about them all the time. I was thinking about this because I saw Joel Klatt tweeted his five favorite college football helmets. And 
to me, if you grew up in the 90s, there was one clear winner. Joel didn't have it. Florida State. I think it's like yeah. the number one. We do not talk about Florida State anymore, really. Like SC, you still talk about all the time, even though they're not what they once were. But they're what you think they should be. Florida State doesn't even get the like, this is what Florida State should be conversation anymore like USC does. Uh, but I think UCLA is just, UCLA has to be the sleeping giant on the West Coast, given the location, right? It's, it's, um, it's really they, well. They they they've never they never paid that much with coaches. I know they've they have never some, like, felt academic. like they're all in they, on football. Yeah, they, they're they've just viewed. I mean, it's different because they've been better historically than Kentucky. But like a Kentucky or a Duke, like basketball is first. It's one of the rare Power Fives where it's like clear. Like Kansas is always bad at football, but whatever. Like Kentucky's had some moments. Obviously, Duke, even North Carolina. You know, I think I thought everyone kind of anointed them, and they got their ass kicked against Virginia Tech. But it's football. The difference though is UCLA, like in the '90s when we were kids, was really good at football. Yeah. And when my when my cousin Nick got on the team, I think in like 2001, I remember he always said like we had beat when I got there. We had been kicking Pete. You know, Pete wasn't there yet. We had been kicking SC's ass. Like we were kicking their ass in the mm. '90s. And then Pete showed up that Carson Palmer last year, and then everything changed. You know, <laughs> there's a famous story in the in the meat market book. You know, our, our buddy Joe Bernardi's dad, who was the offensive line coach for UCLA, and Ed Ogeron, who was just hired or kept on the staff for Pete Carroll, and they start butting heads, and it just obviously Pete changed it. But it's I'm I'm with you. UCLA should be really good. Now here's the one thing, like I I, I Chip, you know, I, I'll give him this. Like he doesn't fake it. Like his personality is his personality. I saw like, what do you think about being ranked or not ranked? He's like, I don't care. Like he he is just very blunt and candid in a way of like, I don't give a shit. And I just, maybe that's refreshing, you know, after a while, because it, when you're not winning, it's like, Oh my God, give, you know, fake it a little bit, but he's, <laughs> he has not pivoted. I, I will give him that, uh, you know, as someone who had, you know, ultimately fired by the guy and had some not questionable interactions, not renewed. Yeah. <laughs> he has been pretty consistent. I would say they made middle golf work on the last year of his contract. <laughs> Oregon, That's on Howie, John. Philly, That's on Howie. 49ers. Yeah, they. you know, the Eagles were only giving Koff one-year deals. You know, just, I had to fight for it. You know, so I got a chip on my shoulder. I got longer deals in Fresno State as a GA. But I, he is just, he is true to himself. Would you agree with that? Like, he's just very true to, like, his, it's not even a shtick. Just, it's just his personality, which is yeah. way different than most guys. Yeah, I, and it's he's amazing. A, he's, a, he, he's different. The Philly thing, the Niner thing, the first three years in UCLA – the belief that he has in what it is that he can do and what he does to not give the offense to somebody else year four and be like, all right, well, yeah, okay. It would be, it's a massive story. Now, like um, uh, Patrick says, no ACC team, Pac-12 team gets in, question mark. To me, it's as simple as who's a one-loss team? Because Clemson, I, I, I said this last week, <clears throat> someone was going to lose that Clemson-Georgia game. I think Clemson has a better chance of coming back from it because Georgia's going to be good. Clemson could just go unbeaten in the ACC and they'll be in the playoff. Now, yeah. no team has ever won the national championship after losing week one, but whatever. This is not about winning the national championship. It's about getting to the playoff and Clemson can still get there. They just now their room for error is gone. So, yeah, I mean, now if you're is, is LSU going to be the best team that UCLA plays this year? Time will tell. I don't know. Right. We'll see how good. Hey, does UCLA play Oregon? UCLA, where did my, I had my, 
I think I guess they, they would skip. technically potentially I guess in the in the Pac-12 championship, but obviously you skip sometimes teams. Yeah, so I forget I, who their misses are. One second, I got it right here. Uh, they do play, you play every host team. Oregon. That's a big game. So their misses are uh, Washington State and <laughs> Stanford. Oh no, they play Stanford. Okay, Cal. No, Which they might not be good either. Who's their miss? No, I'm sorry. Oregon State. Uh, yeah, I think it might be Oregon State. Yeah. So not well I, to me. To me. To, well, to me, as long as they play Oregon, that means they have the chance to beat Utah, Oregon, SC. Like they can have pretty good wins because yeah. a couple of those teams are going to win nine games, right? So if you have you beat nine win teams, like even if LSU is not good, I did have the thought like. It's just going to be hard for Ed to, you know, A and M, Bama. I guess he could beat Auburn. Could he beat? Does he beat both the Mississippi teams? Now I have to look at their schedule. If he plays Georgia or Florida, like, is he just going to? Is he going to go like seven and five? Or are they just they're so talented they end up going eight and four? And they they could even have. I remember they have the last couple of years. Like I guess two years ago they didn't lose, but you know they they can if they're just on beat Florida, right? They they just or A and M like they have the talent if it just goes well in a game to beat anyone but Bama, right? Right. So it's eight and, and four pro- with a bowl loss that they don't want to play in eight and five, maybe. Yeah. But eight and Maybe. four, like when you're talking, but before the bowl game, that eight and four, or you know, as they're getting six, seven wins, does look better as the season goes on, right? You need to yeah. me if you're UCLA, like if here's where it does not translate. Do they win four games? <laughs> like are they just the biggest talking point, like the biggest disaster of a team? That would be bad. I, I I'm with you. I, when you watch it, you don't feel like they were that bad. UCLA's outplayed them and they're solid, but. You just that conference, if it snowballs and then it starts like is there rumors by early October like Ed Ogeron could get fired? But he could, you but know? part of it is what you did. Like now you now you're UCLA, you got your attention, right? Now the spotlight is on you. Do you take care of business? Because we got the question in the chat, like one loss, you does one loss Clemson get in over undefeated UCLA in the college football playoff? No. No. If you go undefeated in the in the power five, you make the playoff. The question is what happens with a one loss two one loss teams? Right, who are both conference champions? That's where it gets dicey. Like if UCLA's one loss, they win the conference championship. Clemson's one loss, they win. Then we start comparing, you know, whatever, because then UCLA's loss would probably be worse than Clemson's loss. Right? Clemson's loss would be neutral road, basically Georgia. UCLA's loss would either be Fresno State or a league loss. But historically, yeah, it, if you're it, a one loss team, you're you are getting one loss. You're getting in. UCLA's getting in. They, but no one in the Pac-12 has ever gone unbeaten in the Pac-12 era. So, if Chip Kelly, I, whatever the record is, he still has nine league U- games to play, John. We got we're a ways takes to go. UC- if Chip Kelly takes UCLA to the playoffs, it's one of the biggest Pac-12 stories in the history of the conference, right? Well, it's I mean, one of the remarkable. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of the college because he would have taken now two teams. How many guys have taken two teams to the college football playoff? Or I guess the BC, the first one's BC. It didn't so exist, did but he, it. yeah, but he'd be the equivalent. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Has anybody else done it twice with two different programs? Saban. A&M hasn't no, been. No, because Jimbo, no. Ogeron, no. Yeah, I mean, probably not. Maybe one day, da- I mean. Ur- Urban, Urban, technically. Yeah, would've. Urban. He would have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's a, it's a short list. You you start talking about him like the genius again, if he if he does it. Because we, here's the one thing we know, like you can get players there at UCLA. Will it count if, if Chris Peterson comes back to Washington next year and takes them back for a second time in like three years? You know, I'm watching Chris Peterson on TV the other day going, What's his next coach? What's is he coming back? Because he does the thing where he takes a year off and just hangs out on the dock and rides his boat around Seattle. 
That was doing. But guy, that is the school for him. Like that is his spot. I know. Like to me, Washington, UCLA are like the two. He's a West Coast guy. He's not going to coach in the other conferences. Like that, just, UC Davis. I mean, Dan Hawkins might get another job if he <laughs> keeps keeps it rolling at UCD. <laughs> yeah, not great. Go take yeah, that maybe job. he just wants. Maybe it's just one of those. Like I just wanted to get back to my roots. Back to Boise. Not all the hoopla. How does no, Boise no, I just, go, I go to like six coaches and always look exactly the same? It blows well, my mind. How do the, all the boy? How do all the Boise coaches look the same? They're all in shape. They all look like thirty six. They got a got a young family. Just like guy. Like I'd want to be friends with that guy. It's you always know, he just looks kind of cool. They're like, when one coach leaves Boise, they're like, should we clear out Harson's coach, coaching locker? They're like, no, no, no. Uh, 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 Andy Avalos wears the same size and everything. <laughs> well, like, uh, listen, we're Fresno guys. Our guys, and we got some we got some guys over the years. But they're a little, like, uh, rougher around the edges, it feels like. Body shapes all over the place. You know, just at any moment, they, their body, like, Lane's a good example. He's fat, he's skinny, he's all over the map. Like, our, our guys are just, you never know what they're going to look like in a good, given season. Boise's just like a more buttoned-down version of just... They just all look the exact same. Every fucking one of them. All of them. I, I didn't know what Avalos looked like, but that's what I would imagine Avalos looked like once I saw him. Like, oh, yep, that's what he looked like. <laughs> I had never seen him. Maybe I'd seen him in a box when he was at Oregon, right? His head. Yeah. But like that body. And then it's like, oh, yeah, it was a linebacker for Boise in 2000 to 2004. And then the highlights are him making sweet tackles. And they're kicking the shit out of people. It's like... They're all their guys were the same human being. Because if you played for that era, all you did was like, yeah, we went, uh, we lost three games in my career. Like that's all their things, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's incredible. There's two types of people, John. People that can take a golf shirt off the rack, put it on, and wear it untucked and look good, and people that can't. That's that's two, and that's by every Boise guy is just that guy. John Lynch. John Lynch. John Lynch. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's John Lynch. By the way, before we get out of here, Max says uh, on uh, on the chat. For the mailbag, if we don't have access to iTunes, is Facebook page or Messenger the better way to get a question in? The Facebook page, I guess if you message me, that comes to me, but you can message, which is not what you want to do if you're trying to get a mailbag in. You want to message promo code HAM, the Haberman and Middlecoff page. Um, but I'm not sure. Are those, those are two different messages, right? Yeah, you can message us versus, like you can message the HAM account versus messaging us directly. The reason is because I we go to the Facebook page to find your questions. And if it's on my phone and my messenger, I'm going to lose it. So Same. I hope that answers that we'll question. N- we'll not keep it. I just I just looked. Somehow the, the Giants are just, they must have just kicked the shit out of Walker Bueller because oh, yes. they're up to 6-1. Yeah. The Dodgers are wearing their uh, all blue uniforms, which I want to hate, but are actually, they look like BYU. Good look? I mean, no, but kind of sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah, not... Not terrible, you know. They look like Boise's field. Sleep on basically. Cap. Kapler just refuses to lose. All right. On that note, thanks for hanging, everybody. Big week ahead. Uh, Haberman and Middlecoff DraftKings League is coming, so um, get get in, get in that, and we'll uh, we'll see how much we want to bite off here for week one. But uh, get, in, it, get in it. All right. Later, everybody. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.